0: What's going on, folks? Welcome to another outstanding episode of the Old Man's Cantina. I am your host, Old Man Logan76, and with me, as always, is my awesome co host, the immortal Kane.
1: What's up, everybody? And
0: the bar is open. We are here to have drinks, shoot the shit, talk swiggo. And Kane, we got ourselves a hell of a guest this week. We do. We do. We've got the one, the only, ranger what's going on brother
2: what's going on fellas what's going on
0: what up what up what up hell yeah so ranger we are really psyched man we've got a lot of stuff to cover a lot has been happening um 10 tons of news all kinds of shit going on in the game but before we get into that tell the listeners who you are what your gp is what other content you create and where other people can find you
2: Oh gee, is that all? <laughs>
0: well, you can you can carry you can oh, elaborate. Lord. like go like do your thing.
2: Uh, mm-hmm. Hi, I'm Ranger J. Nineteen Ninety Nine. I'm a Cancer. I like long walks on the beach. Um, no, I I'm a Swaggo creator. One of the OGs, still tossing stuff around. I've been streaming for six and a half years. Uh, I've been playing the game since its inception. Um, we stream just daily multiple times sometimes on youtube and twitch depending on the day and time of what's going on um typically monday through friday we have the lunch stream in the afternoons for everybody in the u.s and then we have other streams like the longest running live stream in the community the star wars Galaxy heroes wednesday night stream with the hump day celebration and that's usually 8 eastern and then saturday we have the jedi academy where we get content creators from all walks of life on the stream. And we just answer questions as a Q and a session. Um, currently my GP, I'm right around 9.3 million. I've got all the goodies. I just got profanity. I have grand inquisitor. I'm working towards Java right now, Um, but I'm kind of tapped out on salvage. So I'm kind of taking it slow. I'm working on getting Kersantin, hopefully by next week, seven stars and then working on skip Lando and uh, Bosch, Bush, Leah, bougie, bougie, Leah. <laughs> um, go yeah, I've been doing this gig for a long, long time. I've been on everybody's channel pretty much. Uh, I've hung out and I like to support new content creators and the OG content creators. And anytime I'm asked, I'm more than happy to come on. So uh, other than that, the only other thing that RSG is known for is other than being just really a long time doing this, mainly me. We do a lot of charity work. We've raised a ton of money over the years for charity, mainly the American Cancer Society. Um, And we actually have an event coming up on November 5th. I'm actually going down to Florida to hook up with uh, Finn, Dr. Finn Medicine Woman, my uh, longtime heterosexual life mate. And um, we're going to have a Magic the Gathering tournament down there in Orlando, Florida. And we're going to live stream it and we're going to help continue to raise money for the fight on cancer outstanding yeah um oh yeah
0: if you could send us the link we would uh gladly donate to that cause because that's that's outstanding
2: yeah it's for tiltify save for the day of the stream, but uh yeah let me uh i'll pull that up i don't have it in front of you right the second let me get that for you um i've got the tiltify that we've got going on still and if i can find it so yeah continue going on while i look for this real quick
0: oh no absolutely so um Oh my God! I forgot to do this last week. Um, some of our viewers have asked. I'm sipping on a very tall glass of uh, Maker's Mark. This is all I got, unfortunately. I didn't go to the store, so I got to milk the shit out of this. That kind of sucks. That's fine. Um, Kane, what do you what do you got this evening? What are you what are you sipping on?
1: So as as usual, I'm drinking the drink of the South: sweet tea and bourbon.
0: Still You're trying what? to
1: what? Sweet tea and bourbon, man. Trying to polish off my uh, my bottle of larceny.
0: You're mixing larceny with sweet tea.
1: You got to remember, I uh, used to have a problem, and now I can't. I can't drink as much as I used to.
0: This so, is true. I so, do remember that. So <laughs> I,
1: I, I try to I try to limit myself by distilling some, but don't get me wrong, I still take some straight larceny. That shit is delicious.
0: Yeah. And, um, yeah. Um, Kane, did you see the trailer for the Andor show?
1: No, no, I did not watch that. Uh,
0: What, what, what? I did not watch that. Uh, There has been, there has been a gaping hole in my heart since other than the Empire Strikes Back, the next greatest Star Wars movie that was ever made, which was called Rogue One there has been a hole in my heart for more of that kind of content. And now we're getting it. And I'm like beyond psyched. There's no lightsabers. There's no force. There's no skywalkers. There's just espionage and blasters and assassins and just covert op shit. And I can't fucking wait for the Andor show. Like I'm, I will be in front of my TV like, it's, I, I can't wait. That that show is going to be just downright outstanding.
1: I mean, we could always do a reaction to it, and I could watch it right now.
0: Um, If you want to pull that up real quick before we get started, go right ahead. I wouldn't say no to that. I mean, I'm shocked you haven't seen that. I'm slightly disappointed. I know Ranger saw it. I ain't even going to ask.
2: I saw, I saw the Andor one. I saw the new trailer for uh, Mando season three. I mean, let's go. Yeah. Let's. I saw the new Jedi trailer, the the one that's coming out in the end of October, I believe. The Jedi stories, whatever they're calling it. So, oh, yeah. speak,
0: Speaking of that, Ranger, CG did say, while well, uh, Kane's pulling that up, that in... With the Andor show, Cassian is supposed to get an Omicron. Do you
2: think that's TW or GAC? Uh, I don't know. I They have a GAC Omicron already, so I'm thinking maybe it's, I don't know. It, it's hard to say. I would doubt that it's a, a GAC one. Maybe it's for the new TV coming up. Uh, maybe it's a TW. I'd be shocked if they have a GAC one because normally you'd use Cassian with the new um radis team um but yeah i'm not sure on that one that's your guess is as good as mine i mean we got three chances one in three to get it right so i mean i'll put no, my head in for tv
0: personally i'm hoping for gac just to make the Rattus team a little more nasty i i just i i would like that i'm i'm more of a gac omicron grabber than i am any other mode but it's uh you know, I mean, territory wars. I mean, I, I've, I did one for Dad Bod. Um, I, I want to do one for Juhani, but I feel like that team's been figured out. So it's it's, uh, it's, it's, it's not Ahsoka. To a certain
2: extent, yeah. What it's, was that, Kane? Go ahead.
0: It's not, it's not
1: the Ahsoka trailer that I was hoping for, but I will, I will definitely be watching that. You
2: haven't seen that one.
1: I saw I saw the Ahsoka trailer it okay it it was enticing and I, I want more but they haven't really expanded on it too much yet
3: well all right folks let's
0: uh let's get down to business so um we had a road ahead I know we've talked about this before but now that we've got Ranger here who's been um playing this game as you said from its inception The longest-reigning, you did say the longest-reigning content creator going on right now? running, I don't know about raining.
2: (laughs) 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 Running Running Running. is a little bit better uh, word. You, uh, we're used well, to say. I mean,
0: I've seen some of your content. I, I, there's a case being made as as raining too. I've, you know, I, I think you put out some uh, really good stuff. Um, yeah, we're
2: we don't put a lot of videos out. We do, we have done some in the past, but I mean, I've let that to other content creators. I just like to live stream and interact with anybody that likes to come on and, and you know, like we did roster reviews today. I just sit there for two and a half hours and do many roster reviews and help people with either their modding and stuff like that. I mean, you saw that today, but I noticed yep. your your uh c i was like oh my good god what is going on here
0: oh yeah for my listeners uh ranger was on today i was on my lunch break for work and he was on i looked on my phone and i just threw my ally, i mean i i don't know i threw my ally i code out there and he looks at it and oh okay you know you know Jedi master luke yeah good okay you're ray yeah okay that's good all right you're jenna master kenobi all right yeah a little mod work but yeah that's good Your SC, what the fuck
2: i was like what in the
0: wild world of sports is going on here (laughs) and you know what it 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 did i i don't have it modded correctly he is relic nine his health is shit but i i i've never really had a problem but after you said that i did some retooling and his health is just under 200k so we'll we'll go with that it it I had to strip some shit from some other people, but you know it it it'll work out. It'll work. It'll work itself out. But along with that, let's go on with what everybody does when they walk into a cantina or your favorite watering hole, and have the first order, the first order of drinks. And again, that was the road ahead. So, Ranger, what 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 did you think? Like when you first got a hold of the road ahead. What was your first reaction to what you read- what
2: you read what, what What did you think of that um we're all really positive. I mean, there was nothing in the road ahead that I wasn't like i we weren't expecting a road ahead i mean uh, honestly we when I was looking for information this week uh, or before the road ahead, we were mainly thinking, okay, maybe they put out. You know the next requirements for Java, which they did, but I was not—I no—I didn't even think the road ahead was going to be even on the, the the table. You know, so when it happened, I was I was pleasantly surprised. I really was. I was like, "Well, okay, hey, what's this? This is all right. Okay, cool. All right." Um, and then I was kind of blown away a little bit by the information there. I was not expecting a lot of the information there. I mean, we can go into in, in different cycles but i mean um are different topics but i mean yeah i was pleasantly surprised i mean there's some negativity in which i'm sure we'll get to going on in the game right now but the fact that that was what was in there it's it's got me it's got me a little bit more positive okay so the first uh thing on the road ahead because there
0: was a lot there was a lot to unpack um mods now I have a thought on mods. And before, <laughs> I guess I need to add to this. You should know that um, Nev from the Escape podcast gifted Kane a like a 4.3, 4.4, 4.5, somewhere in their million account. One of his alts?
3: Uh, yeah, yeah he, it was.
0: Um, he gave me
1: pom
3: pom test.
0: Was that can say that again?
1: He gave me uh he gave me his account from for pom pom tastic.
0: Okay. Now we did a uh, we did a a review of that account, and when we did a deep dive, and I saw the amount of material he had to upgrade mods, I wanted to fucking cry. He was sitting on thousands upon thousands of pieces of shit to upgrade mods it was it's ridiculous so i think right now kane especially for that account this new update you are in a ridiculously unique position that's
1: the only reason that i'm excited
0: yeah because you saved it you haven't spent any of that shit yet, have you?
1: I haven't used a single, single
0: mod requirement for anything. Ranger, he, he literally could upgrade probably over 100 mods and have shit to spare.
2: I mean, that's that makes sense. I know when I've talked to Nev in the past, because I do the Escape uh, podcast, I do the GA Center with him. Well, we always talk about, you know, like what he's got, what he's working on right now. He's kind of, especially with Conquest and everything else is going on. He just hadn't had the time anymore to really commit to those accounts, you know. So um, because I know back in the day he was all in for, you know, his alt accounts and other stuff that he was working on. So uh, it makes sense. He probably was hoarding a little bit because when I talked to him about it previously, he, you know, his, his mentality was, I just don't have the time to do all this stuff. And it's probably, that makes absolute sense to me that that would be the case.
0: Yeah. Now, my only issue with this, this new mod thing is, is this. Um, CG, in their infinite wisdom, is now going to monetize an aspect of the game that has already been monetized. If you want better mods, you do have to spend money the resources you go into the like you can spend money on improving your mods quicker now you're going to get a special currency which no packs are going to hit the store for that so it's like it's a monetization on top of a monetization and that bothers me that that just i mean in, in the top the top 500 to, you know, 200, 300, the mods are already, I mean, these players already have mods that are just gross. I mean, some of the most ridiculous speed sets, health sets, defense sets, and now you're, you're just, you're, you're separating the high end from the low end even further. What are your, what are your thoughts on that?
2: It depends on where your mods are at, because for me, I already have a ton of mods that are at that level. So for me, what this allows me to do while I'm excited about it is for someone like me, um, it allows me to go in for those mods that I hit like 21, 22 on that got four hits that I can go back and change to a 26 or 27 speed, maybe 28 speed and just up those mods that I didn't quite get, you know, that are just not right there that I just miss even rolling to six a. So for me, I think it's a, I think it's a good thing. I don't know how they're going to, how much they're going to monetize it. We know they are. I mean, it's CG, they got to make money, Um, you know, but how, how they will introduce the material. Um, Some of the other mod changes, I like the new, I've got, I've actually updated my account with the new, uh, Optimization—it looks great. I mean, it's super nice. Um, I just got it and I've been looking at it. Um, it. It's really good. So I'm excited about that. I'm excited about the other the other tools that they gave for us. Now, when you talk about the op- optimization, it depends on what the mod did. Because even a mod that you roll four hits on—that's twenty, twenty-one speed—is still a fantastic mod. Um, so that's just to add icing to the cake for any player. Um, how much? you know, people will spend on that. That's depending on, like, how much they need to spend on that or if they want to spend on that. Um, For me, I'm not spending anything. You know, for me, it's, it's the same stuff that I always do. I just... For something along those lines, I get the materials w- when I can, and you know I'm doing that right now. I, I work on mods twice a day, and we always have fun on the stream with mod depression. Yeah, you know, you where I'm I'm constantly rolling mods. I'm constantly rolling 60 to 6A. I'm constantly taking stuff to 5A to 6E and getting characters in the position. The thing that's for me, it's it's. I like the changes that we're getting nothing but five dot mods. I like the extra material for 60 to 6A in the in the battles. Yep. Um, I like the new look of the mods it makes it much more clear of like what you're trying to shoot for and stuff like that so that's really nice now the optimization will wait and see but I mean overall I'd have to give them a thumbs up I could change my mind if but it wouldn't shock me I've been playing this game long enough that if they did optimize that as a thing initially they always do whether it's Zetas Omicrons whatever new stuff comes out they're going to introduce some way to buy it and get it quicker and get more of it and initially, that doesn't surprise me. If you've been playing the game as long as I have, six and a half years, you've been there, done that, and seen it from CG. So it wouldn't shock me in the slightest. But um, as long as I have some means to get that stuff, then I'm okay. If they're going to make their money off that, fine. But the other changes to the mods is what really has me excited. You know, the that they're... You know the drop rates on triangles and crosses, the the changes to the store, the the you know yeah. the drop rates themselves on the triangles and crosses, the 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 extra you know all that stuff. Uh, for me, outside of the optimization tool, uh, with the with this whatever they're calling that thing, I don't have the the um, road right ahead in front of me, the the thing that you use to optimize and change your stats and stuff, whatever that thing is. Um, we'll wait and see. But I mean, it would would I be shocked if they optimize it? No um how much they optimize it is really the question like like how much are you going to optimize it how much is it going to cost are you going to make it somewhat you know manageable and and stuff like that or is it going to be you know i don't know so
1: now how how do you think that this is going to affect those high those high level in-game players whenever it comes to splicing
2: but uh, it'll have a big impact. I mean, we've seen that with Datacrons, right? Um <laughs> Yeah. I mean, Datacrons are, in my opinion, um, a dumpster fire. Um, I don't I mean, if you look I don't know what data CG looks at and stuff, but I mean if you look at just the feedback from pretty pretty much the entire community, there are dissenters, there's always a minority, but for the most part players do not like datacrons.
0: Um and-
2: they're just not a big fan of them. I've always said that. For me, in my personal opinion, is I love Omicrons. I thought when they introduced Omicrons, I thought they were really fantastic. Um, but um, Datacrons, man, they're a different story, man. I just think they ruined GAC. Um, we I've gone into it uh, with Clayton, my co-host on the Wednesday show and other places, we've talked in depth about like the problems with Datacrons um, and how they impact and the, pe- the reason people are at the higher level are getting Datacrons. Not because they enjoy Datacrons, but because it's an arms race at the top. Yep. If you want to be competitive at that level, you have got to invest heavily into Datacrons. And the problem with that is, is that players will do it, but it's burning them out. I've, you know, Loki, the former number one player in the world in GAC from RSG, has pretty much just gone to just doing TW stuff and not really involved in the game like he used to be because he looked at Datacrons and said, no. You know, he did not want to make that investment. This is a guy who spent a fortune on the game. Other spenders that I know that have spent a fortune in this game, they're just like, no. And that's why you're seeing these giant accounts jumping down to lower Kyber 1 and Kyber 2, because they're like, I'm not investing in Datacrons. You know, what's the point? I mean, so you want me to get a character to seven stars. Then you want me to gear him and get him relic for some need for another character. Then you want me to do mods and then work on all that stuff. Then you want me to put an Omicron for the team if that's needed. Then along comes Datacrons and pretty much completely destroys a lot of that work that you've done. And I think that's the biggest turnoff that I'm seeing and hearing from players is that what's the point of me getting all this other stuff if Datacrons, one Datacron completely comes in and neuters everything that I've worked on previously? I think that's the biggest turnoff to players is that you spend all this time and energy and money and to get your characters at a certain level to be competitive against certain teams and stuff Throw are on the omicron you know you do conquest you do all this stuff long comes datacrons and one datacron like just to give an example that f- that first round of datacrons the set one was just a nightmare it wasn't just the Ray stuff because Ray was absolutely brutal to face in GAC, but it was the turn it was I'm sorry, the hell still because that made Lord Vader's just a nightmare to deal with. It was the Kenobi Stunacron and the Alist Stunacron that just completely changed and shifted things. And players were looking at this like, what the hell are we doing here? You know? I mean, you know, what do I do in a certain circumstances when you're facing and you know this. Logan, when you're facing someone at our level, you're at nine point two to nine point six, and you're facing someone that's eleven million GP. You're already at a huge disadvantage. You are. Um, You add datacrons to the mix, you got no chance. It's very rare, and you're seeing it from other content creators. I've talked to all a ton of content creators across the board, and that stream GAC, and they're just they're almost fed up. It's like you know, I for me personally, I used to love GAC. is like my favorite thing about this game. I do, but not for the reasons I used to enjoy playing it. I don't enjoy GAC for the play. I just enjoy it for the community and just testing stuff out and doing things. So, I mean, I used to do quite well in GSC, but you know, typically I go five and four. You know, I mean, there's going to be those rounds where I just get my ass kicked. I'm like, okay, salute. You just have datacrons. I can't get past it. I can't get past your Ray. You know, there's nothing I can do here. You already out GP me. So what am I even trying for? You know, so I think that's the problem. They really need to... They really need to take a a step back. My suggestion, I don't think they're going to do it, but my suggestion to CG has been pull them. Just pull Datacrons. You know, it's okay. I think it takes more courage to admit that you were wrong and to pull something than just just to keep throwing it out there like we just got this set for Datacrons. Good Lord, what a nightmare those are. And that's not even talking about the other crap that's wrong with Datacrons, the RNG the way they've got it set up, the things that they just did with materials. I mean, we can have a whole episode on datacrons and just what's wrong with them. There's nothing positive, and I'll debate anybody. There's nothing positive about datacrons. There just hey, isn't, in my is opinion.
0: going to be a segment. We've already hit it.
2: And I'm cool with, yeah. I'm cool with that. Um, like,
0: for instance, my, my opponent in GAC, um, he's, got a, he's got a million GP on me. But I scouted him out, and he's not a big fan of 3 v three. I did talk to him. I reached out to him because the stuff he was setting on 3v3, it's like he didn't care. So I reached out and I was like, hey, do you just not like 3v3? And he goes, no, I hate it. And I hate Datacrons, but I'm going to try it. So I did set a proper defense this time. And I went, cool. All right. I like a good match. But after looking at his Datacrons, set two, we're about even. Set three, I have him beat by. Two or three level nines set four i it's not even close I've got four level nine set fours, and he has one and I have um two Lord Vaders, a Darth Vader, and the dash and of the and I mentioned this in the last episode I've completed about. 80 to 90% of my shopping list of what I wanted out of this latest set. And it's going to last for now four months. I could get more, but again, CG and their divine wisdom went, well, we're going to take some of the reroll shit out and we're going to adjust some things. So it's been a little more difficult. I've had to spend, I've had to drop some packs for some of the re because I'm sorry. Um, the, the the re-rolls for me, for some of them, have been dreadful. I lucked oh, out. Yeah. I lucked out on the... Da- like, the only one that I completely lucked out on that I didn't have to spend for was Dash Rendar. I got the... If anybody gains prepared, they reduce their cooldowns by two, and the Dash Rendar one, that whenever an enemy uh, attacks, he takes a bonus turn for whatever percentage extra damage. That one I just... Poof, slut magic. I lucked out on that one. Um, my two Lord Vaders, I had to do some re-rolls. And it's just, yeah. you know, um, it's gross. It's, I I do feel it takes some of the skill out of the game. Because, I mean, you said it best that people can invest Um, all that time to put a team to relic eight or some tunes to relic nine all the mods and you know wanting to get their mod set right and here along comes a datacron that anybody can put you know a quarter into a machine and bing there it is and all that time and investment that somebody made has now been deleted because they have a better datacron than you and a team that you think is going to get you some holds on defense is now going to get run over
2: yeah and it, and it's just it takes the matches take longer because you have to look at the data and you have to figure out what you have it's just not a fun experience um and the re-roll material i mean that's just it's just the grossest thing ever um you know with all the others when we got the the material back from the first set into set four We got all that Mark 1 and Mark 2 crap. I got 1,100 of the Mark 1s. I'm swimming in that shit right now. Same thing for the Mark 2s. And so, but it's the reroll materials. And so CG, what they did is, you know, someone said in my stream today, they, they created the problem and then offer the solution. And players can't stand that crap. You know, they just don't. They like to spend money in this game, but they don't like to be forced to spend money in this game and the the reroll rays are awful i mean kaya was she's a long time viewer of my stream, and she's a hell of a good player and she's spent i mean she's she's a hoarder, so she's got buttloads of crystals, and she every day gives me an update still didn't hit the lord Vader still didn't hit the turn meter one she's rolled like an absorbent amount of of, of rolls on it, really um, and oh, exactly. has has not hit anything like that um and that's the frustrating thing is you know you want it's on top of getting the material, but then it's the RNG associated with it, where you're like, okay, I've got the material, but now you tell me where RNG is involved, and it's such a low rate that I have to keep spending. It's just, it turns players off. You know, they don't mind spending, and maybe you miss once, but if you get it on the second turn, like, okay, cool. You know, but if you make it where they just never get it, what's the incentive for players moving forward? One, it's a crazy amount of money to spend, and two, it's a trust factor you know, if you don't feel that, you know, you have a chance here that, you know, there's some kind of nefarious, whether there is or not, it's not, it's just the appearance of impropriety, right? That this is drastically set up against me. Like you're not going to play a game. You're not gonna play a gambling game where this, the odds are so stacked in the house's favor that you have a one in a million chance. I mean, it's it's gambling is what it is. Um, And it's, you know, it's like you go to the the table, whatever game it is, you put money down and you're like, okay, I'm hoping I hit the big, big jackpot here. Well, that the odds of that are just, you know, crazy that, you know, you have to keep forking money over to increase your odds. And even then it's not a guarantee that you'll actually hit it. So um, people are really frustrated about that. You know, I mean, and these data crons will make a huge impact. We've already heard about the Tarkin cheese, the one on Lord Vader and the one on dash. I mean, those will be, impo- if you hit those and you go into this, this three V three, Good luck, you know, good luck beating that because or, or having your defense hold that you're hoping for because that stuff can beat anything. So, you know, especially in five. Speaking of the Tarkin cheese, um, I, do,
0: I do listen to uh, the Gambit podcast pretty regularly. And they had said in their latest episode that within, I think they said within a day after um, Arnold had put that video out about the Tarkin cheese, that that had now been figured out. There's a way to stop it. There's a way to stop the Tarkin cheese. So that being said, with set one, we had Super Ray. It shortly after a little while was figured out. Do you think, and I know it's tough to, it, it for you, it's tough to put a positive spin on Datacrons, but do you feel like over time, the community is going to put their collective heads together and figure this shit out and get the word out that this is beatable? it's not the end all be all like yeah lord vader reducing cooldowns four percent mastery for every dot but this shit is like it's gonna get figured out do you feel like somewhat of a positive spin can be put that the community puts their heads together that these things are going to be able to be dealt with at least
2: at some point no because it keeps changing it could stay the way it is but the problem is one you have to have the teams in mods and everything on the team just to even fight the damn thing but you, have to have, you have to have the datacron to go up against it i mean it's pretty much what it's come down to um you know it's one of those things where it's you know, <laughs> if you do, Dan, if you don't, if you don't have the right pieces in place, you ain't beating that. If you do, great. I mean, you can get around it and the people will put out videos and things that you can do. But, you know, then you have to look at your account. I mean, if you're looking at mid-tier, low-tier, mid-tier, and even early high-end accounts, they're trying to stay focused on something. You can't pull them in a million directions and you can't say, by the way, stop what you're doing. Go work on this team for this two-month period. If you want to get any crystals, but even then, can they get that team up fast enough that they don't spend to go fight this, right, with the right pieces in place? And that's the problem, you know, and the biggest problem I have with Datacrons is that it affects people's crystals. You know, I mean, there's a big divide that's happening now between free-to-play and pay-to-play. I think pay-to-play should always have an advantage. I've always felt that way, and if you don't like that tough, they, they've they paid for it. They should have advantage for a while, but Datacrons I've, I've is- i always the, agreed with that, too. Yeah, but datacrons is a is a step way too far, and I think a lot of players that have them would tell you that this is just ridiculous. You know, I mean, it's just it's too much. If you don't have the right pieces in place, and you're facing somebody, you can put certain teams on defense. You can look at someone's roster. You can't beat this. I can. So good luck, Chuck.
0: But see that Kane, that's what you, the problem. What are you seeing right
2: now? And
0: I mean, I know you just got this account from Nev. You've had some a little bit of GAC experience. How are, how are you feeling about Datacrons? And for someone that's at your GP level, how are they affecting your game and what's going on with you?
1: Uh, the biggest issue that I have with Datacrons in my tier, it's those stuns. Like, I can stun, I can stun their tank before, before he can taunt. That way I can kill off the rest of the team. But because of that damn Datacron... I can't do shit to that tank now. I keep him stunned the entire match. And because of that Datacron, he just constantly keeps regen in a shield. I can't kill him. So I wind up timing out.
3: What matchup is this? Uh, hold on, I'll be able like to tell you're
0: you. You're stunning their tank, but you can't kill him?
1: Yeah, it, all, all he keeps doing is every time I stun him, I can kill off the whole rest of the squad. And then my entire team versus the tank, all it, all it keeps doing is just refreshing his fucking shield. I can't, I can't hit his health, I can't do shit to it, and it just well, keeps refreshing sounds, that, the
0: shield. That sounds like you're banging your head up against an Enfy's nest.
1: I, fuck, it fucking sucks
0: depending on the team, depending on what you're facing and, and what the team you've gone in. Because there, there are some teams that if you go up against an Enfys Nest, and I'm sure Ranger
2: knows this, that if it's not the right team comp, you're just – You're, you're going to get turn meters. Yeah. There's not much you can do. I don't know what team you're facing, but, I mean, I mean the, 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 the Stunicron is out. The one we still have to worry about now is the twenty-five percent termiter ones that are all over the place right now. Um, But yep. I'd have to look to see what you're facing and fighting to to give you a better assessment of what's going on. But it it is yeah, it's in mean, nest. I'm, I've, it, got it, I've got yeah, it. Yeah, emphasis. I usually don't fart around with her. I usually go with the team that could take her out pretty handily. I don't screw around with Nest because if you go in there with like a that's again if She's you right. have. Yeah, you can't use CLS on that unless you time it right. And then you, if, because if you do, then you're basically hosed. Because <clears throat> the same thing with Imperial Troopers, you get into the loop because they remove turn meter. She just constantly keeps getting protection. It just makes it really nasty. So you have to use something that'll instantly take her out, or, you know, like a Genite Revan that will reduce her health. So once she gets to a certain point, you can just one tap her. You know, it's it's one of those things. But again, it comes down to do you have the necessary teams and or characters modded correctly to face something like that. And then when you throw a datacron on there, I mean, that just adds more problems to what you're facing, you know, because if she's got certain datacrons, (laughs) you know, you can't land anything on her or do anything to her. And it's just like, she's regenerating health and she's doing health still. And it's like, okay, what do I do here? So usually you have to take that into consideration now. So it really slows up people, you know, um, with their GACs, like, what the hell do I do here?
1: You if know. if i yeah, if kane, i realize kane is
2: learning the whole um
0: gac thing but for kane i i wanted your thoughts on this for him uh, to go back to mods real quick now that this new update to mods are, are happening and obviously you're going to be able to get some of the resources to reslice or what, what whatever it is you're able to do with this what is your advice to kane now that he is sitting on a king solomon's mine ransom of material to upgrade like i'm actually really jealous because kane is in such a unique position right now where he's sitting on so much mod material to upgrade now that this update is hitting what do you think
2: he should do well typically it's pretty straightforward start with your your grays and your greens, whatever you've got in there, just roll them, roll your grays up to twelve, see which ones you have. Um the ones like speed set that don't hit speed, just sell it immediately. You know, roll it to twelve, see what stats hit. And then if it doesn't hit stat, get it out of there, right? Then you start with your greens. You're looking for certain mods like tenacity sets that hit tenacity. If you get speed in the secretary, you know that might be that might be worth keeping. they're definitely worth keeping. Um you're looking for um speed sets that have speed on it. You know, that kind of thing, right? Offense with speed and offense, sec, you know, percentage or offense flat. Uh, you know, you're going to need those kind of mods. Roll to your greens and get your greens up. And let's say you're doing a green to a blue. If it gets to five speed, sell it. You know, once a blue gets to five, then pretty much you're like, eh, okay, save your materials for mods that hits like eight, nine or ten when they get the blue. Then use your resources to take those to purple. Because even by then, if, even if they don't hit speed, they might have some good stats on them that are where, if they're purple, around eight to eleven, they're still worth it. Once they get the gold, they'll go up one more speed, and then maybe with the additional slices to six A. Yeah, you can get them you, up. You, you can hit them up. But I mean, if a mod's sitting there in like single digits and it has crappy stats, get it the hell out of here. Anything that gets to purple, blue or purple, you're gonna keep rolling no matter what because even if it doesn't hit speed, um, the stats might be great on it. But you can leave. I've got a buttload of this. See, the problem for me is I'm. You'll get to that point. You'll have mods just sitting there that are between 10 and 17 speed. I've got a buttload of them that have really high potential to do some stuff. I just literally do not have the materials to roll every mod to see what I have. You know, so I have to sit there and keep them in my inventory. So your inventory space will be, will go up quickly. So you need to filter out the mods that like those grays that don't hit anything worth the value, get them the hell out of there. The blues, they don't get past five. You have to remember you only have so much space. Even if you put all the mods and characters, your mod inventory space. So you want to be particular a little bit about which mods you keep, but I'd roll them all up and see what you got. That way you can start putting them on characters, the secondary characters and moving your mods and setting yourself up. Then, then I always put my teams in speed order and I just work on speed first unless it's a character like say gas or Genite Luke or some, a certain character that I'm modding differently. But once I commit to a character and Logan could tell you when I'm on stream, I, I'm, I'm committed to that. Yeah. There's- Know, so i won't move off until i've got that character done like right now i'm working on braddis i've got two slices left on his purples and then he'll be done he'll be out of there he's done i've modded him he's good to go i'm working on grand inquisitor to take him from 60 to 6a because i've got a lot of modding that i can do like right now i've got some slicing i can do um so i'm working on getting him faster you know just to make him a more potent character and then, you know, down the line, I'll start working on a character or two for a team or something I'm working on that could have really good mods. But I'm like, I haven't had a chance to slice you to 6A. Let's make you my 6A project. And then you, I need to get all your mods to 6E. So I'll work on you to 6E and then, and then so forth and so on. So uh, that'd be my best advice.
1: Just, just to kind of put it out there since, you know, Logan's kind of putting my, my hoarding abilities right now on these mods.
0: It's, hoarding. it's not yours.
1: <laughs> I've, I've, uh, I've added to it i have not used a single one and i do i exhaust my mod resources every single day three four times a day
2: good yeah that's what you should be doing i attack I mods twice like once you the stream and like right now i'm actually looking at my characters like okay who can i slice so i have anything i can slice i basically use my gat currency for slicing materials for mods um i i use other stuff for gear but I, the plans laid out that GAC tokens are going towards slicing materials, other than mainly for those, um, you know, the um, uh, what are they called? The um, I can't think of the words, but the ones that take from 5A to 6E, uh, the 50s you need because you need those also to take the mod to 60 to 6A, which is crazy. Um, the other ones I farm with guild tokens, um, but um, yeah, and that's kind of the plan I, I attack with doing that. So the first round of energy I use towards just getting sliced materials in the second round, I'd get sliced materials. I mainly, I'll change a little bit since there will be materials in the stores, right. Or whatever uh, the, uh, let me see if I got that. Actually, I just got the thing. Let me look at my challenges. Do you, do you get anything good here? Let me look here. I'll look at this real quick. Rewards. No, go ahead. No, nah, it's the same old stuff. It hasn't put that up there yet. So, you have the mod changes, so, uh, but yeah, I mean, you just come with a plan, a couple characters on a team, you know, I always try to do speed characters first, because they are important, uh, there are some characters as you develop your roster, Gas, Jedi, Luke, Cam, when you eventually get Cam, they're, they're very much offense characters, you're not worried about speed on them, speed secondaries, there's even GLs like that for me, like, I don't worry about speed on C, or JML, or my Ray, um, or my Kylo. You know, so I've got different sets of mods on them. Uh, some characters need that speed. Jane K needs speed. You know, so you're gonna you're gonna do him differently than you're gonna do something else. We don't know about Jabba yet, but you know, I'll come up with a mod plan for him as well. So, all
3: right. Well, I'm gonna
0: move into um, Jabba real quick because I heard a very interesting take on a on a Star Wars Galaxy Heroes podcast and. I'm going to leave the podcast nameless, but I heard an individual say that, and especially after um, the third set of requirements came out, that Java is the people's GL. And what, what this individual meant by that was that the last set of RECs were pretty light. And yeah, in some respects, they are, but... I remember listening to that, and I'm thinking, have you seen the gear requirements for the three marquees? This is not the people's GL. Jabba, to get this galactic legend, this is a gear monster. (laughs) Like It is outrageous, and I wanted to know what your thoughts on that were like is
2: this i yeah Mm -hmm. i i'm gonna have to agree with that person on this have far yeah because if you think about let's talk about jmk and lord vader the last two gls you want to talk about gear gear monster requirements and stuff lord vader takes the cake man by leaps and bounds Jabba is a gift compared. he's on the same level as i would say just a little bit above he's right on terms with like the requirements right around you know probably with the relic seven and eight that's in there i'd say around a c level uh for requirements i mean those relic threes and fours are really 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 nice i was shocked i was absolutely shocked when i saw the requirements because we had been planning because yeah, I mean, 8s and nines across the board, man. We were really prepping ourselves for like, what's? We're waiting for that other shoe to drop, and it never dropped. There's only one relic eight, and it's Han, but that's actually a really good relic. The re- the requirements, I mean, the the ones that you know that are kind of, you know, like Aurora or Morning Guard, okay. But the relic three and stuff, it's like, okay, I can handle that. That's fine, you know. Uh, some of the other ones, Fennec, relic seven. She's awesome at relic seven. She's super sick. So that was really. I looked at all the requirements, uh, whether it's mom, Forcer, and the the lesser characters you're not really going to use that much. I'm like, goddamn, that was a gift, you know. Um, they could have made it much higher, and they didn't. Um, and yeah, there's some there's some gear that's associated with this one is not so much the gear. I would say JMK and Lord Vader were definitely gear spikes where you just had to get the characters for one. But like Bad Batch. Although they're amazing and I love Bad Batch, especially in GAC, they're incredible. Um, That's 1,600 Carbontis right there. You know, that's not even including the incredible relics that you had to get for the characters to get Lord Vader. Don't don't get Kane started on Carbontis, he's
0: been bitching at me for days.
2: Well, Carbante's are never gonna go away. I and I hate to tell you this, Kane, but I'm still dealing with the Carbante mess. It never goes away, dude. Um that's the one thing that just it's always gonna be a problem in this game. Uh dude, the is They've actually done a pretty good job with uh the droid collar, stun guns, stun cuffs. Those were used to be a yeah, huge problem. They've, they've really addressed that issue um quite well, actually. Um uh, but Carbanti's man, shit. I'm still farming the hell out of them, they, they the, stops, dude. It never stops. It's
1: the it's the fucking drop rate. The drop rate on them is what's so shit. If if you could yeah. at least double up, I I really wouldn't have any room to bitch. If you could double yeah, up, not you're not going to. So
2: you just have to you just realize that for me, you know, you get them on, what is it? The Sunday, Monday, Thursday, you get your 20 to 25, whatever you get. Plus I use guild tokens besides the piece for mods. The only thing i I religiously use that for as much as possible, unless I have to have some dinky piece I didn't count on, like one of those, you know, purple pieces. I'm like, Oh Christ, I need those.
0: They're in the store for raids. I'll buy them. I'll get them for the dailies on the days that you had said. But other than that, I don't, I don't farm Carbontes. I, I just let them kind of come to me. I just, it's like, all right, I'm going to get them when I get them, but you are right. Like, um, stun cough, squirt guns though those that problem has actually been in some respects solved like i'm sitting like on over three four hundred squirt guns right now and you know two years ago i would have killed somebody for that that amount
2: yeah i mean for that part but cartex is still an issue but yeah. you know yeah. it is what it is i mean the drop rates in those are abominable um, but card, yeah, I mean, mark threes are always going to be an issue. Um, I'm hoping that with some of the gear changes that m- there's more of a, a, of a, a focus on Curbantes. Cause I think people for the most part with the initial gear changes, and I'm sure we'll talk about it, uh, with the, what's in the post, but there was some good stuff that came from that, but then there was just radio silence after the initial post and what they planned on doing. And we looked at the initial stuff that came in the challenges like, Oh, this is great you know, for some of these other pieces. And then we looked over and said, well, well what about <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> we, looked at, we looked at that and they're like, and then uh, ChiroTech, you just kind of just, you just take it on the chin. Like, okay. So I got to farm these turds. Um, So yeah, I mean, no matter how much you farm dude, carbontes until they do something to address that issue, that's always going to be a problem. Calvin, I had him on uh, a month or two ago and we were talking about carbontes. You know, he's got a good account, but he still needed... He did the math. He needed like 40,000 carbontes still. I mean, this is an 8 million GP account, and he needed 40,000 more carbontes. he oh, said. Cal- yeah, no, Calvin. Yeah, no, he's he's a damn good player. He's like, he, oh, he's a phenomenal player. But he can't... Yeah, he just was looking at the math on how much he needed for all the stuff that he was still working on and all the characters he had left. And he was like, that's not a made-up number. I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, there's a lot of characters. I mean, if you look at Phoenix alone, the amount of carbontes that team needs... Um it's crazy. And it's still new characters are coming in that need a buttload of Corbontis. I just did ninth sister recently because I have Grand Inquisitor and she's a Corbanti, you know, machine. That's four hundred and fifty right there. I mean you start adding those kind of numbers up on each character with all the curbantes needed at each level. Yeah, it gets to extraordinary numbers. I think Darth Malgus alone needed eight hundred. Yeah, he was a he was a bit of a horde on that stuff too. SRP takes like six hundred something. I mean, it's there's a lot of characters out there that take crazy amounts of MK3. So, so keep yeah. farming them, buddy. They ain't going anywhere. You just got to keep worrying about them. Uh, their road ahead said we'll be adding important gear
0: to hard nodes to allow you to get some gear while farming character shards, and adding core gear to shipments for shard shop currency.
2: So yeah, that's and, something, yeah, they'd brought that up, that they were going to be doing that, which I'm excited to see what that is, because that will be somewhat of a help. Um, especially for mid-tier players, lower tier, mid-tier players, if you're having to farm all these hard nodes, if you can get more, you know, stun guts, garbantes, all that stuff, that would be, that would be nice. Because there's some hard nodes, you're just like, we, <laughs> you what know, right great secondary stuff I'm getting. Nev, Kane is sworn free to play. Nev gave him
0: that account with the very, very specific instructions of free to play. I'll give you this account, but you don't spend a goddamn dime. And he's held it. I give him credit. He's got a lot more willpower than I do.
2: But it, that's. It can be done. Yeah. It can be done. You just have to be. I mean, this at the end of the day, this is a resource management game. If you can be smart about like your what you go after and and be and be understanding if you're going to be free to play what you work on dictates what you're going to farm, you know, then and and just accept that it's going to take you longer to get stuff, then you can definitely be free to play in this game. Um, yeah, you, you have to set those expectations, um, and realize there's only so much you can do, you can do a lot, but there's still limits on what you can do until you get through that time and that farm the shards and the gear and stuff like that for those characters
0: all right so i want to move on here a little bit so um we got a new tw and um tv or no tv and rise the empire and i'm i'm kind of excited i'm not gonna Um, gonna lie
2: yeah that looked pretty dope yeah <laughs> it looked up man i wish that shocked me the most man i saw that screen i was like well my 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 <laughs> what is
0: this i'm actually looking at the screenshot right now and i'm going yo that's gonna be sick yeah um,
2: it really is dude it looks pretty cool we don't know enough about it yet and it's not going to well, come out till a now a couple of questions have been raised
0: which i think are valid the most important question that has been posed to me by some of our viewers and from other content creators, because I listen to, I mean, shit. I'm, when I'm at work, when I'm driving to work, I listen to, to you or Solo or Xerath or oh, I, I listen to people across the board. Um, do you think there's going to be a relic gate for this new event? Uh- That's been a big concern. I've heard a lot of people say, well, I mean, what the fuck? Like, am I going to have to have everyone at Relic 3 to, to do, like with Datacrons? Am I going to have to have characters at certain Relics to
2: enjoy this new content? I don't know. Uh, I would say I'm on the fence on that one uh, because cur- uh, previous TBs they did just GP. Like, you could attack this with if you reach the GP level, like for the CAN mission and Lightside TV and stuff like that. Um, if they did anything that might gate it, it might be the initial GP you need to go in and participate in this TV, right? So, um, like, you have to have like 350 million GP, Guild GP to go do this new, you know, TV. I don't know if that's gonna be the case. They want players to play this. I don't know if they would relegate it because people would be pissed, Lived. livid. I mean, they would be really livid. They don't mind getting there. If you can, you know, like Lightside TV, people, <laughs> people will go, we initially went in and got their ass kicked, but they're like, okay, but it's still better rewards in certain circumstances. The dark side we will get our ass kicked, but we can get some stars and get some better rewards. But they were they could go in there and at least go get Raffle stomp a little bit, you know, and, and have some success and, and not success. I think when you make a access point like that where you limit, and that's another problem with Datacrons too, is the relic levels. When you gate something behind something that extreme, what's the point of the player base being excited for it if they can't even use the goddamn thing or play the goddamn thing? You know, what's the point? It's a game. People should have access to the game whether they get stomped or not is a different story i mean it's just the level it is i think it's going to be lightside light, tv hard level which is fine that's what it's, it's end game stuff so you have to kind of expect that kind of thing but if they gate it behind relics or if they gate it behind certain thresholds for gp i just think they're just kicking themselves they're kicking themselves in the ass and missing a golden opportunity because if you allow everybody and their mom to get their ass in there and go have some fun with the tv even if they get their ass kicked You know, when you get in there and you get Ralph Stomped a little bit, it motivates you maybe a little bit to go work on a different team and get that team up to help your guild and it unites the guild a little bit because now you have some things to focus in on and get you focused on your roster. When you gate it behind either Relics or GP, it really limits. If you want to say that this is for Endgame, great, but that's a small percentage of the community. You know, me and me can go in there and have some fun with it because we've got the roster to handle that kind of stuff. But the vast majority of the players out there cannot, you know, and that's okay if they can go in there and at least get stomped. But if they can't even get in there because they're gated behind relics, you know, on their toons or they're gated. And I'm not talking like a Java where you have to have a certain character, you know, to to do it. That's different. But the event itself should not be gated by that. I mean, if you want to have like a lower NGP, like say 300 million, Something lower and that's somewhat reasonable where people have to be at a certain level, you know, at the low end, to at least get in there. Um, because they've said in the past, they don't want players to go in there and get stomped because then they just, you know, they get no stars and stuff like that. So they want to kind of prevent that. Okay. Make it 300 million or something along those lines. Where you know some people have some teams. They can pick a route. They can go in there, mess around with it a little bit. Gives them a goal for the guild to shoot for as they rise up in GP and teams to work on for whichever route that they want to choose. But man, if they relegate this, they are, that's i think that would be an asinine moon it's just a really stupid ass move because then you the vast majority of the player base won't even be encouraged engaged or even give a shit so it's just the the use of language
0: that they used of like for instance this type of event to a whole new level with multiple paths for light dark or mixed squads which to me that says you need a well-rounded roster yeah. You need light, dark, and a little bit of both. You need a roster where you have committed some time and you have hit I mean, Ranger, remember back in the day where you know, different, um, different events or things would hit and you're like oh shit, well I need this character, so oh, I gotta far- well, I've never really thought about farming up these characters, but now I gotta do it. So that's kind of what gives me a moment of pause and you know, the map we are developing is very modular and that allows us to add new areas over time and continue the story. So when they say new areas over time, that says to me, well, you better have this shit at a certain level or
2: sorry, whale harder. See, to, to an extent, I agree with you on that, but it also gives them an opportunity to, unlike the other TBs, where it's very static, it is what it is, you know, like they're, they're pigeonholed into a certain level of that. It's like raids. You, once you beat the raid, it's just on farm, right? TBs, And that's why they had to be so extreme with the light side TV with the GP because, you know, dark side TV, it didn't take gills that long you know to get through dark side tb with the rosters that they had as they developed characters but light side they put a crazy gp requirement on it but i think what they mean by that is you know it'll give them an opportunity sure for end game guilds for the for the the end game of those zones and stuff maybe you know to, to expand out give us some more opportunities for stuff like that i'm just hoping that they don't as i said if you can allow new players to get in there pick a zone maybe get through a couple of the planets and stuff and get some nice rewards Uh, things of that nature, but they can't get to the end goal. That's fine. And you can increase that over time. Uh, I don't think something drastic. But let's say after about six months, you're like, let's expand the maps a little bit. Sure, I'm okay with that. It allows you to expand the maps, add some more planets for each section. Maybe you use that as a way to introduce maybe some more gear and or characters. I'm okay with that. Again, uh, it's going to depend. There's so much we don't know about this yet. So this is purely speculation, but, you know, and I don't know their true intentions, but that one doesn't bother me as much as some of the other things we talked about.
1: See, what what gets me and what I really enjoyed about The Road Ahead was a lot of people focus on one side or the other, and they said that that, that's what this TB was going to do. if you if you focused more on light side then you could do the tb going up the light side if you focus more dark side you could go up the dark side so you're not it's not telling you that you have to farm both it's telling you whichever one you have majority of it's open for you too you know we don't want you going uh, away from your comfort zone
2: yeah i think that would be awesome if that was the case i mean again we don't know if if uh... the point yeah yeah, I don't know how this is going to work. Like, you just pick one path and then that's you're stuck with that path, or can you do them all at once? You know, I mean, I, again, we won't know for a few more months until we get started some more details, but it looks fascinating. It looks really cool. And I really awesome. like that we're not, we're not again static in like say Hoth or just one planet. It, it gives you a chance to explore and it'll give them a chance to add some cool new zones to fight in, things of that nature. So, yeah.
0: No, that's I'm 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 not gonna lie. I'm pretty stoked for the new um, territory battle. Absolutely. I'm kind of wondering what the character is gonna be.
2: Well, we know Riva is one, right? So you we need do. an Inquisitor
0: I'll, for Riva. So that's. Well, one. I want to hold on to that one because that's a question in, in our uh, podcast questions. So we'll kind of. Okay. Put- under our hat because that's a good one for later but um let's um kane what um the old man's got to go get a refill what what questions you have for ranger take take it away for a little while while i go get more shit to destroy my liver
3: <laughs> <laughs> The
2: sur- this sur- is sur- strong with this one <laughs> indeed
1: <laughs> so um How would you, how would you advise? <clears throat> I, Lo, I know Logan has a hard time with this, and a lot of a lot of high, you know, level in game players have a problem with this.
0: I have a hard time with what?
1: For for new players.
0: Oh yeah, I, I, that's ancient history, and my memory's shot to begin with.
2: Go get your damn liquor.
1: I get a. I get I get questions. I get questions all the time, because I'm I'm still a new player. I was I was yeah. you know. Nev was generous enough to gift me with a really, really good account, so I'm kind of mid-game, but I'm still learning as if I was a new player. I've only been playing for about two, maybe two and a half months.
2: Okay.
1: Now, probably the biggest question that I get asked is farming ideas for new players. And most of the time, it's it's always you need to farm up your phoenixes for Thrawn. You need to farm up your rebels. That way you can get R2.
2: I'll give you the advice I give. I get this a lot because I'm always doing roster reviews and stuff at every level. Like, you know, if you watched my stream today, you saw I did somebody from a million GP to somebody with nine something GP, you know, and I I go down the gambit. Um my first thing I always one thing I always say to players is like when this is a game, farm whatever the hell you want to farm. If you really love Luke, he's your favorite character and you want to do CLS first, great, go do that. This is your game. You go play whatever you want. There are more expedited paths. Let's say you want to be more competitive, then I'll give you advice on some teams and stuff and strategies that I think are the most, um, most effective way to make your roster better. You know, uh, The stuff to focus in on. Uh, one of the things I see with new players is that they're all over the board. So I try to, when I do roster reviews, Give them some kind of ideas and focus, give them some teams and suggestions. They're pretty straight. They're pretty much most of the time. I'll give them, you know, if it's especially a new player, give them some ideas. But at the end of the day, I give them different paths. Like, what do you want to do? Like, if someone says, I just really want to go for this, like, then go do that. It's your game, man. if that's what you really want, goddamn, go have some fun, dude. I mean, if those are the characters and stuff in Star Wars that really make the most sense to you and something you relate to, then buy me. If you want, like like Van Still, you know, I've known that dude forever, man. We used to do Battlefront 2 streams together. He's all about bounty hunters. He always has been, and he doesn't give a shit, and he's just going to do bounty hunters. I'm like, cool, go do bounty hunters, you know, if that's what you really, you're really you passionate about. Um, Typically, on a new account, I look at what they've already started, Um, and then I give them some ideas of, like, you know, if you've already started this team, I'll look at it. Okay, finish this team, but then I give them... Typically, I always tell new players, you, if you want to be competitive, then... To play. I'm like, you need to go for some 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 teams like... To play. I always say there's certain teams and characters that are gated because of uh, their territory battle related characters, like, you know, you have to get Jedi Luke for Jabba, you have to get Jedi Luke for JML. Well, those are gated behind characters like Hermit Yoda and Wampa that you need 68,400 get one for. So I'm not going to tell a new player unless they really want to. If they say, no, I really want to get, you know, Jabba, well, okay, then go farm, but just give them the, the caveat, well, if you do that, just know you have to wait a while before that's going to be available, because you have to get these two characters, leads to this, and blah, blah, blah. Um, typically, I tell new players if they want to be competitive, I usually say C Executor, or I go SLKR in the first order. Um, both give you a great fleet, both give you multiple teams. I like seeing the Executor for newer players as your first GL, because you get the Executor fleet, and it also gets you into your Bounty Hunter farm, and it gets you into your Pearl Trooper farm slkr just speaks for itself slkr gets you two solid teams it gets you slkr who's fantastic in the raids and will get you that gear and stuff that you need for like the sith raid and other places you can do great stuff with him um and then the first order fleet is no joke once you get that team up and running with uh with the enchilada and stuff i mean that i mean i kick the shit out of executors all the time Typically. And then I go into GAC and I get like 20 dodges and that's a different story. But, um, but you know, at the worst case scenario with, with an empire team or sorry, first order team, even if you lose the executor fight, you've taken out three or four ships and it's an easy cleanup. So there's stuff you have to think about like that. It gets you, each gives you a fleet, each gives you some teams that you can work toward. Then after that point, usually I say, C or SLKR. It's in the interim. We always say in between GLs, you want to farm something up that maybe you want to farm up or something that really excites you or some kind of other team because you want well balanced teams. I've seen a lot of rosters that have GLs and nothing else. I'm like, you kind of need to go back a little bit. Let's rethink this a little bit. You, you know, let's maybe think gas or Sith empire. So, um, typically in between geos are a good starting team in between if you want to go cls and work on some of those pieces you know that's fine too i've seen some people do jedi reven and darth reven uh, early stages just to get those two knocked out those are some early teams the mirror tiered stuff is usually when you've got those characters you're starting to get into tb and 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 some other things to start opening some doors for you then you start thinking about JML and you start thinking about you know some of these other GLs and stuff like that, that once you're at that level where you've got that get, you've got your Hermit and Now you're like, right, let's go get Genite Luke, Genite Master Luke. Right, let's go get you know, let's go get Java. If you have if understand what you farm leads to what else, then it leads you to much more successful. Um it one, it gets you focused, two, it gives you some different teams. And if you farm something in between each GL. You're gonna have a well-rounded roster as you climb up in GP, and you're gonna have stuff that's gonna give you an opportunity to take on some of these events. You'll do better in conquest. You'll do better in raids. You'll do better in some of the events that come through, right? Where where you can get some extra goodies and stuff. So, um, but I always say on top of that that plan that you know farm something you enjoy. It's a game. Go have some fun. If you really like the Ewoks, I can't stand them. But if you I got a I got a fan. His name's not sure. He loves Ewoks. He's got relic eight Ewoks. I mean, you look at his roster. He's got everything, and then you see those Ewoks. You're like, what the hell did you do, man? Seriously, what's wrong with you? You know. But he really loves them, and I I, I respect him for it because he he loves Ewoks. You know. So just think of it in those terms, and and don't get frustrated. Just you know, especially if it's free to play. Just stay on target. That's all you're focusing on. I'm doing Java as a perfect example right now. I got to farm the characters, the marquees, to seven stars. After that, my plan is to take every character that I don't have already to gear 12. Once I take all those characters to gear 12, I take them all to Relic Zero. And then once I get them all to Relic Zero, boom, I take them all to the Relic levels and then I'm ready. So if you think about it in stages like that, that's a good way to approach this game. Ken, you told them about Starkiller, didn't you?
1: No, no, I have not mentioned that one yet.
2: What about Star Killer? So uh, does it, does that have Star Killer on it? I think it did, didn't it? Mar Jade and is that his Mar Jade account that he gave you? No, he no, didn't have no. Star Killer. Oh, that's okay.
1: That's, but that is that is my uh, that's my main priority. Is that that's Dang, the one that it. I want?
2: Yeah, he's a fantastic character. I mean, Star Killer and those four characters. The other characters you won't get as much use until you get the teens around them, like, you know, Kyle Tarn and stuff. But Mary J will be useful immediately to you. Um, the Kyle Katarn, Dash, you're not going to have the smugglers or the rebel fighters up yet on that account, I would guess. Talon um, might be actually good for you in a Sith team, so she can help do some work for you like gonna trade a team or something till you get something else. Even Sith Empire, it's really good. Um, but yeah, the 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 Starkiller team is it punches above its weight. Starkiller is atrocious on offense and defense. And if you have a couple of GLs in your counter one, and you want to go again, if you want to go Starkiller, go get Starkiller, man. It's it's there's you know there's nothing wrong with it at, at all. I mean, and and don't I get it, man? Because Starkiller is an awesome character, you know, from the games and everything else like that, and you know he resists Sam what i mean
1: shit <laughs> <laughs> see it's funny that you bring up ewoks so logan and i uh we have a mutual a mutual buddy that we deployed with uh necro i'm not gonna say his actual name but necro he right. he started playing this game recently and he is obsessed with ewoks
2: Sounds familiar. He said his
1: only gripe, his only gripe with this game is he can't get two Ewoks on a speeder. (laughs) He said, said that's his only gripe.
2: Well, maybe one day, but I mean, I think they might do some more. We got the 40th anniversary return of the Jedi. We might see some more stuff coming down the pipe with, uh, we've already seen the early stages of it with the first part of the movie with Skiff, Lando, Bosch, Leia, that kind of stuff. um, And they have plans, they said. We don't know what they are, but, you know, we know that there's some more good shit coming uh, in celebration of that. So maybe we get some more Ewoks on a speeder kind of uh, (laughs) ability or something. I don't know. It'd be funny if we get another Ewok that does some crap like that.
0: It's one of the few enjoyments. Well, I mean, many enjoyments I've had out of this game, but one of my favorite is... Going into the assault battle with my troopers and just slaughtering teddy bears,
2: yeah, I enjoy it. I'm not gonna lie, I've been on dark side, so I mean, you know, same here, same here. yeah, yep. I, I do love me some dark side action.
0: All right, well, we're gonna move on here a little bit. Let's okay, we covered the road ahead, mods, Java, the new uh, yep, the gear economy. So I know we hit on this a little bit, but we're gonna. Hit it just a little bit more. Datacrons. Fucking Datacrons. Um, and I kind of want to lead this into the other category. We're looking at GAC 3v3, which, um,
2: Ranger, this is going to be a shit show. It is, my... is the data if they got their runs is really going to make life difficult. It is. Um, hey, th- this is be... my first 3v3 GAC. Oh that, yeah. Yeah, you're so, going to So it's going to it's a different game altogether. Yeah.
0: Right? Game, let me let, I I you know what? I want you to take the lead on this. What What are you expecting out of 3? <laughs> what are you expecting out of 3v3? Because I'm telling you right now, 3v3 is a completely different animal than five v five it is so different uh
1: i'm i'm actually expecting to do pretty good in three v threes um a lot of my a lot of my five my five v fives only three of my characters are you know high level relics so whenever i'm going through my three v threes and i'm looking at all my synergies i'm i'm able to put together some well rounded teams like, uh, I've I've got my CLS team. I've got my Darth Revan team. Jedi Knight Revan team. Uh, my Geos. I've got uh, Grievous. Bosk. Like, I, I have some very well-rounded threes teams. I'm I'm looking to do good. I'm probably going to get my ass kicked in this first round. The guy's got me by 1.7 million.
0: And you have Malak, right? Yes. Now, remember... Malik in three V three can solo some shit.
1: Yes, yes he can.
0: So I wouldn't put Malik on any team on defense. I would just th-
1: Oh no, no 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 knowing
0: where you're at, that's just me.
1: My uh my Malik team is Malik, Darth Revan, and
0: Well it better be falling Bastila.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah, Bastila. Yeah.
0: But in 3v3 it's it's
2: it's different, especially it's a different animal, man. It really yeah. is. Um it-, it does have its meta uh on the on on the base level of everything. Typically you see certain teams and you use certain counters. Datacron's completely F that. Um because I'll give you an example, 95% of the time in threes, if I see a Finn Purse Brother team, which is Finn, Finn, and Poe, the new Purse Brothers, you know, from the, the latest movie. 95 percent of the time i'm raffle stomping now because my fin is faster than anyone's right and i just expected that in threes i'm just used to facing that but this last time i had a couple rounds i couldn't use that team because they had the 25 percent goddamn turn meter on and i'm like oh shit well there goes that plan and so you it, it that's the kind of stuff that really throws off your stuff like well that sucks i can't even use and i even had them higher relic and better modded it didn't really matter so you're going to run into some of that but typically the counters for threes some characters get really stupid powerful like ray on defense if you happen to run into her she's the queen of defense for a reason and in three she becomes even more of a nightmare um uh, i'm glad that datacron's off thank god the previous three with her with that with that datacron was horrible oh my god it was awful um yeah, there's certain teams at your level, you'll but yeah, you know, if you see a CLS team, depending on what you have, you'll use a certain thing and, and stuff like that. So um I just make sure you got, got your opponents, see typically what they might want to put down and stuff and just have some fun with it. Try some counters, we're not sure, ask somebody, you know, I've got this, this, and this. I mean, we get that all the time in threes. More than fives. Fives is pretty straightforward other than with the datacron stuff. But yeah. three can be a little bit more wonky. It's not the main teams that bite you in the ass. It's the off teams that you're not expecting that you go, well, well wait a minute. What the hell do I do with this? You know, <laughs> that throw you off that um, you typically don't face in the, the the compositions you're not as used to as, say, in a five because they're pretty straightforward. Um, so if you're not sure, just ask. But it it once you get used to it, you'll see a lot of the same patterns emerging of the same teams and comps and stuff like that. You'll just have to adjust to data crons, but you'll be okay. Here's the question
0: I got for you, uh Ranger. Now mm-hmm. that um profundity is hit, which in my opinion is now the best fleet in the game. I I, I think it's the best fleet.
2: Um uh, on offense, i agree with you on that. Defense, I they made the AI just brain dead. Um, AI is stupid. Yeah. On they, defense, we're, seeing, we're seeing we're seeing uh, malevolence we're seeing um executors beat it and even the the mirror is pretty straightforward so yeah i mean but on offense that that goddamn fleet is absolutely ridiculous oh my god i mean the the abilities on that thing with the right lineup, oh, my God. The thing is, it, it's a powerhouse. I mean, you just pick which fleet you want to face, and you're going to kick the living shit out of it. It is unbelievable.
0: And not only that, but for high banners.
2: Oh, yeah, for high banners, because you're constantly regenerating your health and protection back. So you're what? going to get 70s-plus on something that you face, <laughs> And you only need three ships. You don't even need reinforcement if you want to because you want to play it safe. But if you've got Falcon, Y-Wing, and Outrider up and running, that's all you need. I mean, and dude, I would say to And I would say ghost for insurance. Yeah, just in, just if you want, just to play it safe. But I mean, yeah, yeah you're going to see some stuff because it, it it destroys executors. I mean, it absolutely kicks the shit out of executors and down the
0: Trip attacker lineup, or in fact, it I've, doesn't matter. I found that the trip attacker lineup is easier to destroy than Bosk
2: in there. Oh yeah, easily because I mean, you just <laughs> it's just go after the one ship instead of revealing the one ship you just go oh oh you're in here okay cool yeah i'll just take out ig 88 yeah i'll just take out ig first so i don't get stunned on any bullshit and then after that it's like it's easy peasy lemon squeezy and i usually don't even do the first i do the the first special which is the call and assist thing or you get the buffed and yeah it's it's uh it's pretty spectacularly (laughs) destructive man it's awesome So here's a, here's a
0: question in two parts for our listeners. So here's scenario one, you go into GAC, you have both Profundity and executor, your opponent only has executor. How are you placing your fleets?
2: Uh, I'm still going to, I'll put executor down if they want to do merit. Good luck. Yeah, uh, because that's still an ugly fight. Yeah. Um, because uh, I'll keep profundity for offense. Because if they leave Executor down, then that's an easy beat down. If they let's, but yeah, I mean, there, you've had the advantage. I would still put Executor down, and I keep profundity for offense. If they pull Executor for offense, then that's just another easy win. You can go stomp the shit out of something else and free up your other fleets to go take on lesser stuff that they might put down. So. Um, even if they go full FU with the rest of their fleets and they just keep executor, I mean, you're still in a really advantageous position. I still think executor on defense is still a nightmare to face because even with the RNG and everything associated with that goddamn fleet and the the coin flip associated with it, even the counters like, you know, with Rebels, I've used Rebels multiple times to take on the offense teams and I've used on the standard team, you know, first order. That can still get wonky and it's a two shot, but I'll take that if I can, you know, now I don't have to worry about that. Now what the profundity has allowed me to do in that circumstance is, all right, put your executor on defense. Now i got even more banners. Now I've got Rebels, First Order, and you know whatever fleet I've kept before. And Radis as a cleanup to go clean, take out the rest of your fleets. It's just going to make fleets that much more difficult for those that don't have both. Unless they just say I give up and just put crappy fleets down. I've had that happening recently. It's like, yeah, we're going to put this weak-ass sauce, weak-ass sauce, and weak-ass sauce and keep all my big stuff for your ships. Like, okay. Thanks for the free points. All right. So you go
0: now. Same, uh, different. Well, different question. You go into GAC and your opponent has both executor and profundity.
2: What do you do? So I'm going to go in there with. Uh, I'll still keep executor and my other two on defense. I typically put executor, negotiator, and uh, executrix with uh, my um, empire lineup because I have second sister reinforcement, and that fleet has got me more holes than anything else, even more oh, than the executor. That,
0: that tie interceptor is deadly.
2: Right. So my plan at that point is, if they have executor down, I'll see what it is. I may just you know if they've got profundity i'll go mirror against profundity i'll usually use the first order rebels on executor and then whatever i got left over i'll go kick the shit out of whatever else is on defense even if it's the the executrix or a chimera i'm like okay cool you know i mean i've got counters to that still i still think if you and, and i think people overlook ships for this regard if you get your ships up then you know you're 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 looking good because with even with the profundity you don't even have to start Han's Millennium Falcon you can bring in uh, the Ghost in the starting lineup if you've got the relics on the characters and it's a really good starting ship for you know other fleets other than maybe Executor even Executor is still pretty decent um, and still do some good work there because it's all about just getting to your contract you know and getting the Rebel plans the secret plans and you know going to your ultimate so yeah easy though it it does it, I, that's one thing I've discovered
0: about profundity i mean I, I, I seven started the the day it came out as exactly. well, and it's it is ridiculously easy to get your payout before the executor does to get the the rebel plans and that weird animation where the rebel blockade runner comes out and the ship goes and they're gone and it's it's ridiculous and and that that's that's one thing you have. Falcon, Y-Wing, Outrider, Ghost. Four ships. And yeah. it, it's a guaranteed win. Because you bring the ghost in, you do that mast assist. Next thing you know, you're that, that payout, it it's done. It's over. It's 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 ridiculous. Yeah, that yeah. Is, I'm sorry, it's the best fleet in the game. And it counters everything it has a mechanic that counters everything yeah it pretty much does so i mean it's and you only need four ships to do it and it's disgusting it's and the 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 fucked up thing is is that with all the health and protection regain it's max banner it's almost max banners on everything it's like i don't I don't understand why anybody would even put the profundity on defense. That is a max banner fleet all day. Like, I don't like this GAC. I I did. I normally never did it. I, I know a lot of people did. I never put my executor on defense, ever. Ever. It to me it was it was just. I wasn't going to, my, my FO, my first order counter wasn't solid. I mean, I've done it. It's not that great. I can do it. It's a gamble. It's a dice roll. So I just kind of got to the point where I'm like, no, my executor is on offense all the time. And if you're going to beat me in GAC, you're going to beat me on ground. Yeah. But now it's like, I mean okay if somebody wants to be a real fucking pain in the ass and put profundity and executor on defense which I'm sure some players will do then I'll you know I'll jump that hurdle when I get to it but for now profundity that's that's a guaranteed over 70 banners every like, every match I don't I don't see why you would ever put that on defense. That may that would make no sense because the air yeah,
2: pretty it, beatable. Yeah, it's pretty beatable.
0: It is. I just I don't I don't know. I I just I don't I, I don't see why anybody would do that. I but would. other than three v three, Ranger, what 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 other defensive teams are 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 you looking at that you think? For this round, anyway, with the datacrons being what they are. What do you think is looking solid for three V three nowadays?
2: Well, let's look with Ray and I go with Lord Vader with Maul and my team that I set up there. Um it just depends on what datacrons you have. That's gonna dictate a little bit on what you're gonna put on offense and defense too. I'm typically playing more offensive minded now. Um back in the day I used to not do that. Um because it was like okay uh i i i mean i went heavy into um into um defense but now it, it just depends i have to look at my opponent and it's going to dictate a little bit but most part i just put down a couple of gls i do the star killer team you know pop team mar jade and star killer and just you know take that from there um so it it depends you know um you know like uh what they've got and stuff like that so you know it, it's hard to to know for sure here, I I, I want to do a I want to do a little
0: exercise with you. I'm gonna I'm gonna go over real quick. I'm I'm gonna go over my my top wall before ships, and I'm gonna tell you what my defense is, and I I want to see how how you react on on what you would do.
1: That's a bold um, move, Cotton.
0: You normally have to pay extra for that kind of action. <laughs> um so um team number one lord vader relic nine thrawn relic seven royal guard relic seven vader lord vader datacron with the reduced cooldowns by one for per every debuff and damage over time four percent for every dot um uh, that
2: one could be on offense or defense um I put it on d that's fine, I mean because it can beat anything with that kind of crap. I I think on defense that's the that's the play. You know what I'm saying? So, um, for sure. Team number two: Ray,
0: Hermit, Yoda, Haldo. Um, set two: Datacron, level four, twenty five percent turn meter, hundred and fifty percent health steel, thirty percent potency. 40% resistance penetration. Who are you putting that on? That's on defense. On who? Ray, you said, or who would you... you that's, put, that's on,
2: that's on uh, Legend Ray. So it's Ray, Hermit Yoda, Haldo. Yeah, I, I think that's fine too. You tell me about your Datacrons. I mean, they're, this set is really interesting. So depending on what the stats are, right? Uh, with the deflection and dodge... Um, and it, it really comes down to did you hit the special abilities on that? Uh, we'll dictate a little bit about where you're going to use them on offense or defense. Both those plays, I mean, I'd put them on defense and tell your opponent, well, good luck. You know, I mean, have fun with that. You know, Ray and Dark Lord Vader, I mean, that's going to be two tough outs. But I mean, they can be beaten. I mean, um, the one on Ray will be tough, but I still think JML, Cam, and, and another Jedi could take that out. Um, Lord Vader's would be much more difficult because of that Datacron. I think you're going to have to either have the BAM Datacron like I talked to you previously about, like the one I've got that I'm going to try on Lord Vader's, even with all that bullshit, um, or you're going to just have to straight up GMK that crap. You know, uh, Luckily, we're not dealing with health still, so you're able to beat it down eventually. It, well, depending if you have the flexion and you know, all that other crap on there. So, But yeah, <laughs> it's just out sort of plays. My Ray has over 130% health steel.
1: I'm, a, so I'm gonna, the hell still, top, huh? yeah, I'm top, I'm gonna top my drink
2: uh, off of That's, a a uh, that's, I would definitely do some. I even I may change that. I would definitely for Ray. Oh, I've got to see Datacron though. Again, is dictated under normal circumstances. You know, in threes, uh, if I saw Ray like that, I'm gonna see it. Or I'm, you know, like if I saw Lord Vader, I'm gonna do a certain team. But Datacrons, man, they they completely flip the script on anything. <laughs> you just like that's why I go more offense. It's because. You just can't. Uh, You you have to have options, not just for just the initial fight. You hope that it goes well. You calculate it and it goes right, but then you've got to have those teams as a cleanup. That you know, you don't clear a ray, but you get the other two out of there. Then you're like, well, what the hell do I use against this ray now that's got hell still? Then you have to rethink your whole thing because if you don't, and the more options you have, that's why I'm seeing. We talked about this. Either someone's going full fu defense and saying, "Hey, get past this. Good luck. I'm going to try to just get some banners and beat you that way," or they're going to go much lighter on the defense and go more offense with certain teams, you know, certain team strategies, their secondary teams have certain data crons where they're hoping that those get them some holes and that they can, with their offense, be more efficient. So, I mean, it's a fish versus defense, but uh, you're seeing in my, what I'm seeing much more efficient fighters um, in that regards, because that data cron really flips the script. It really does. You know, if you can't beat to the, I mean, we've, we've, had some matches where I you know didn't beat the team but it's this Lord Vader and I'm like okay let's clean up with this I didn't want to but at least I have it and that's that's the way I kind of play it
0: alright this will be the last team I go over and then I want Kane to ask some questions about 3v3 because I know he has some um, the, la- the last team that I want to ask you about is Darth Malgus Relic 9 mm-hmm. Darth Malak Relic 9 Darth Revan Relic 8 the Datacron is a level 9 Darth Malgus with the offense equal to 400% of yeah, defense. <laughs> I don't have
2: to hear anything else. It's fine. At it the
0: start thing. of Darth Malgus' turns, they reset their cooldowns. Yeah, you had the reset
2: cooldown when you're fine. Yeah, that's going to be nasty. That's a nasty fight, man. <laughs> it, it doesn't Correct sound me fair. If I'm wrong,
0: but you're only beating that with a legend.
2: Yeah, you. I would SLKR that. Just I wouldn't even. I wouldn't even play games with that. I'm like SLKR, gonna get, get in there and do some stuff.
0: You're in three v three. Can still take that.
2: Yeah, because if you go in there, say like with, um, like you, your SLKR, even if he's offensive modded, is still going to go first. So my first thing is to poke. And but if you go in there, say like watt or armor and put that shit on an SLKR and he can be protected from yeah you know them, you, it's three V three. So you can do some poking and if you go SLKR and he's got all things I mean SLKR once he ramps up, I don't care what the other team's doing, they're going to die a horrible death. If that dude gets off, he is you know, he is going to lay some pain. So um I mean in fives I've run slkr and one other before and 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 uh yeah i mean like the the old the old thing was uh especially on that team like if you just think about this slkr dock a zombie they're just going to keep focusing on zombie the whole time if unless they do something crazy you just sit there and let him ramp up and then just start one shot in the board because if he gets to a certain amount of stacks that team no matter what the datacron is it, 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 they can kill zombie all they want, you know. I mean, Doc is gonna heal. I mean you yeah. have some fears going around because of Darth Raven, but I mean that doesn't affect SLKR and you're still hitting the zombie. So it, it, it's gonna be interesting. We'll have to play around with it, but it's that's still a nasty team. I mean, you're having to use SLKR on that, and that's not fun.
0: can what do you got for three V three? So um,
1: The guy that I'm up against, he likes to he likes to attack with uh General Skywalker General Grievous How would you How would you advise me To set my defenses for that
2: I don't know what you
3: have But uh, If he's going to use Grievous
2: I mean Grievous can beat a lot of stuff on offense Um and he likes to use gas. Does he like to use gas with the two other guys, or does he just like to go gas solo? Uh, with the two other guys. All right. So he's going to use two troopers with them. Okay. Um, depends. I mean, if you out, if he goes Rex fives, depends on the speed of your. Like you see, you have Darth Revan down on defense. It, they can counter each other. You could put your own gas down and force him to try to use gas against that. He ain't using Grievous against that. He ain't using Grievous against a, a Darth. Re- you have to give him something. Or give him an option where you can use Grievous on this team, but not this team, right? Because I've used Grievous to take out Starkillers religiously, but then I can't use Grievous anywhere else, right? So if you give him a choice where he's like, yeah, you can use Grievous here, but if you don't have anything else you can use, you can't use it anywhere else. So you have to kind of think strategy like that. It could be, I mean, you said he's got 1.7 million more GP than you. Yeah. I would just say honestly at that level with that difference you put one or two teams down there's not much you can do there try to be efficient it's going to come down to efficiency because he's going to put some heavy stuff down dude so you can't really try to play the defensive uh uh, uh, you can't play the defensive game with that kind of account he's going to have some shit down that you're going to need so i'd go really light on the defense let him get his points i mean don't put just bullshit down unless in the back you put some shit bullshit in the back but some decent stuff up front, make him think about it, but keep your heavy stuff for offense. Cause I know he's going to try to drop some stuff to try to stop you to get the points in the South. So think about that as the strategy. Um, like, you know, whatever he's got heavy. And you can look at his history and look at like what he likes. People are very creatures of habit with the, it comes to GAC. Um, so kind of figured that out. And then, but I would still be much, put a few teams down for defense in the front bullshit in the back. Um, if you have him on fleets, maybe you can do that. But if not, then again, focus on being efficient and trying to get through his stuff.
1: I think I think I have him on fleets. Like yeah,
2: so fleet would be a thing I would try to hose him on because I've seen a lot of people that have that kind of GP difference. Mainly be ground forces, and then they get the fleet and they don't have the fleet. So if you can, if you have something that he doesn't that you know can screw him, put him on defense, and then just make sure you've got what you need for for offense on your fleet if you can get to it, because that will make a difference in the fight. And Kane, the way your ships are, you could probably get them on that absolutely.
1: Oh yeah, I'm 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 going through, and I've been looking to see what he's got. The only, the only thing that worries me is that he's got, he's he's got the malevolence, uh, with Grievous, Relic Seven, and then he's got the negotiator with Kenobi. Re- relegate i'm almost positive that's who that's who he's going to attack me with if if he does if he does that then i've got him
2: yeah Uh, but i mean even then again that this is the stuff you look at and then you just you balance it out there but even the best laid plans, you know, Murphy's law, you know, this, uh, goes to shit very quickly, especially nowadays with data and other stuff. So you just have to, for me, the, the strategies change again, more offense, try to get through them best I can, especially when we're out GP it's really your only shot. Uh, try to get, try to chip them up where you can fleets or certain teams on offense on ground. That's your best bet. And hope that, that your teams can get some holes for you or, you know, you can strip a lot of banners and stuff. Um, If you're looking for ideas for 3v3, just watch me tomorrow night, man, on my stream. We always do GACs, and we'll do it tomorrow night, you know, so. um, Let's see if we're doing anything special. I don't think we are, because Go Cubs has got a lot going on right now, so, at that time. So, I am facing another content creator, so that'll be kind of fun. Although it's 3v3, how fun can it be? Yeah,
0: right? (laughs) All right, folks. Well, we are going to hit the next segment. It's been a while, and I love doing this segment. I really do. It's one of my favorites. It's called What We Offer Here at the Old Man's Cantina Overpriced Beer and Hot Wings. And this is a segment where we go into the store and we look at packs that (laughs) he offers you. And Kane and I, and our guest Ranger, are going to give you a pass or a smash. These are packs that we think are good value and these are packs that we're going to tell you to tell CG to literally go fuck themselves because they're shit.
1: We're we're going to go ahead and start this off the easy way and we're going to eliminate about a third of these. So
3: yeah,
1: Every yeah, every single every single gambling pack Logan is going to say pass.
0: Yeah, it, it, if it's a pack where it's gambling, it's a pass. It's shit. It's garbage. It's folks the the the, the very few of you, the the fifth, the 50 of you that listen to me rambling while I'm half in the bag, no. Don't buy this shit. It's gambling. It's shit. I've 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 bought quite a few of them and guess what happens? You get shit. You get shit on. So the first one I'm gonna start with is the, oh, the light speed Zeta bundle. Sixty four ninety
3: nine, five thousand crystals,
0: some Cairo, some signal data, five Zetas, fifteen Omegas, two million credits. Um, 65 bucks I seems, mean
1: it seems a little steep
0: at a certain at a certain I don't know at a certain GP I could like I'm sorry Ranger and I are going to look at this pack and laugh like I yeah.
2: do you need five Zetas right now no, this is a big pass, man. I would even say pass for a lot of other players. There's yeah. just not. There's not enough in here. I mean, it's tempting. You look at the Chirotex, and you look at the crystals and you look at the price. And I think this is 90, this is a special on this. I don't know if it is. Yeah. or not. I used to be ninety nine ninety nine, which was like not not no, but hell no. Uh, yeah. I think it's sixty four ninety nine now. It's now it, sixty five bucks. And- it's not worth five for the Kyrotex and the crystals. I mean, the crystals. If you think about it, what uh, it's around. I know the crystals. What is it? Twenty eight hundred for nineteen ninety nine right now. So that's just around forty bucks for the crystal. Yeah. The car text maybe gets a little bit more, but I mean, and only five Zimbiddle cards. What? That's it? Yeah it it's got some front end stuff that you know like okay, the Megas the the Megas okay fifteen the Zetas five eh. I mean, now I, I think this is a pass for me. It's always been a pass for me. I've never recommended yeah. this pack, so yeah. I, even at mid tier players, I would not recommend this pass. And if you got the discretionary income, sure, go for go for it. It's going to give you some stuff. But I mean, I don't think for the price point for me, for I just yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: now the um, deceptive infiltrator bundle for Bougie Leia, Bougie because she's Bougie um 30 shards of bougie leia five omicrons and all the gear you need to bring her up to you know certain level for 30 bucks um i mean 30 shards is nice but i feel like your 30 dollars is going towards five omicrons which you can get for free if you play
2: well this depends on how much if you're able to get Omicron's right. The Galactic Challenge is something that uh hinders a lot of players and then if you're yeah, not getting into well, in conquest, you in, know. So in fairness, Ranger, at our level. At our it- level, yeah, but I mean, you get this pack. The yeah. Omicrons are nice, but you get this pack because you just want to get a head start. I I, I the, normally the, I liked it better when it was nineteen ninety nine and it had what it in there. Know, previously but Dang. it's gone up prices went up i still think it's okay if you want to get it it's fine i wouldn't have a problem with it i don't buy it. sometimes i'll get these if i can afford it it's like ah, i want to get this to four stars because i'm going to farm it sure especially for a gl any kind of gl character that you can get like this it's for something like a gl it's not bad if you if you got the discretionary fund for uh it's not something i normally go for but i wouldn't uh, i'm in between i'm not a pass or smash i'm just so like yeah a pass, pass smash well, I'm on the fence on this one. Like I feel like you could go either way. I, I know, right? I haven't I, bought it yet. I'm I haven't either. I haven't ever since they went to twenty nine ninety nine. I used to get the nineteen ninety nine all the time. All oh, day. Okay. All day.
0: It it's that it it was that ten dollars. It was that ten fucking dollars that got us.
2: I'll say this. I'll smash it if you're going to well out, because it just makes it easier for you to get the character faster. It's not bad with the Omicrons, but if you're eh, other than that, then pass. All right. Next up,
0: the... Oh, shit. I took my glasses off for this one. The, oh, the Iden's Trooper Setup Bundle. $24.99. You get... 50 shards of Iden, 80 shards of Death Trooper, 80 shards of Magma Trooper, 80 shards of Snow Trooper, and 80 shards of Storm Trooper, and 2 million credits for $25.99. Now, obviously, me, that's a pass, because every single fucking trooper I own is relict. And of all my listeners that know me, I love my troopers, so they're all relict. But even though Kane is free to play somebody in Kane's position
2: that's not a bad deal for oh, this is, this, yeah anytime these packs are out this is a if you're if especially if you're looking to get character shards or working on something this yeah. is this is always a smash for me i think this I is mean, one yeah. of the better deals for 24.99 that many character shards yeah
3: um,
2: even though some you can get for free uh, that just helps expedite your farm yeah it's 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 good value 24.99 for that and i've gotten them in the past where you know for the gl you know for any time like the, the team like this that gives you all this shit yeah it's a it's a hard smash for me
0: so for any
2: of my listeners that are working on their troopers that's a smash
0: now we're getting into a bunch because ben Swolo's coming uh for fuck's sake um One, two, three, four, five different GL Ray calendar bundles for 30 bucks a piece. And they're all different. And it's a calendar. Like, I'm just, I'm not going to go into every single one because it would be her all fucking night. I'm going to go into one. You would get 145 shards for just Scav Ray. 145 shards for just Poe. 85 shards for wow, 85 four
2: shards for Scav Ray. 85 more shards. Wow, it's all these are all the same. They're they're all just different characters. Okay. Um. I'll say what I think on this. I think the one for the Hero Bros is worth it, um, because they're so good. If you are farming for Ray and stuff. The other characters, they're too easy to get. I, you know, Resistance Trooper, Resistance Pilot, no, Scav Ray, you know, all this other crap, no. Uh But the Purse Brothers, those two are pretty goddamn good, even on a JTR team. So oh. that one's pretty. That for, yeah. for that amount of shards, and because for those are top? yeah, yeah, for the Purse Brothers for sure. That's a six day calendar to get those two characters up. Um, yeah, that one works. The other ones, I wouldn't spend unless you're close. I mean these these go beyond just being close this is like here's the character basically because you get 145 85 yeah this is basically giving you the characters from maybe what yeah i think it just gives you seven star characters it's going to be the rest will be situational if you're close you want to get ready to get ben Swallow. maybe you get one of the other ones if those characters kind of line up if one or none of the characters in that pack you've already got done, and the other one's not, I would not get the pack because it, the shard currency is not worth it just for twenty nine ninety nine. But yeah. I, a lot of people save the Hero Brothers, you know, till later to give. It. And yeah, I would. The, the the Hero Brothers are worth it. I mean, the twenty nine ninety nine on that is, and then the other ones are so situational. So I'll smash the Hero Brothers, and then the other ones. and eh, situational probably pass because they're pretty easy to get. I gotta look it's been a while. I, do. I, do. I feel like if you're going
0: for Ray and you're close, these packs are good. But if you're like if Ray is not even on your radar, maybe if you want to jump start, but overall, um, like you said, they're situ- they're they're situational.
2: Yeah, so Finn, Purse Brother Finn is is he's a hard node. And then I think let me look at Poe. That's definitely worth the pack then. Let me look at Poe real quick. I'm just looking at it. Where is he? He is in Yep, piece of hard note too. Yep. Light side. Yeah. So yeah, that that one's worth it. Those two are really good. So yeah. Other than that, the other ones. <laughs> Kane, are you oh. in the are you in the game? Are you looking at this stuff?
1: No, I'm I'm uh I'm actually looking up counters and stuff like that. <laughs> a lot a lot of this gonna... stuff.
0: Oh. To take over the, uh, I was gonna ask you to take over the the gear stash.
1: <laughs> uh, I can. I mean, I can. I've got the game up. I can bring it up.
0: Yeah, go into the store and take over gear stash and tell the viewers what we got on these squirt uh, guns. Oh, Kane. Well, you're free to play. Doesn't matter to you. Garbantes, stun cuffs. Um, some of these for ten bucks. These are good packs. Yeah, they actually are.
2: I, so you know, the, all, the all squirt Ford guns are pretty solid. The I'll the, them, the so squirt, the squirt like, oh gun, I would pass
1: the squirt guns. Yeah. I never, I never have any, I never have any problem farming those. I have an abundancy of the rest. Th- this one, I would, this one I would pass on. I'm not saying that it's not good for 10 bucks. If that's, if your carbonti is the squirt gun, by all means, buy this one, I mean, you're get- there's 50 right there.
2: Yeah. It's a pretty decent deal. And there's a purchase limit of two. Now, uh, especially the carbonti one—that's not a bad one to get. The other ones are just again dependent on if you need that droid collars and stun guns and and and, and uh, stun guns. Depending on where you're at, you might need it, but it's not a bad deal. Any of those are for nine. I, I I'll smash uh, the the carbontis and the other ones. It's just situational.
0: You know what? If I needed fifty carbontis real quick and some other shit, yeah, I'd do that one for for ten bucks. Yeah, it's
1: not bad. Yeah, I I now that I see this, it, this is why I don't like to do this set this portion of the show, because I'm looking at this ten dollars that I, I have burning a hole in my pocket right now. And you I can,
0: made a promise.
1: Oh no no no. I'm I'm not gonna do it. I'm just saying that's why I don't like looking at the store. I never go into the store other than to get my little free data pack.
0: Now Here's a pack that I've bought, ashamed more than once downlink materials pack nine hundred and ninety nine crystals and you know what i know i I tell my viewers if you gamble, it's a pass a
2: pass but I've bought it yeah i mean I it's know. it's a trap man it is I've gotten lucky
0: I've gotten. 80 of the ones I needed once, yeah, yeah, but it, honestly, I'm not buying them anymore. It's it's gambling, folks. It's
2: shit. If the if the RNG on the actual materials was better, then I would say maybe this would have more value. But because I've seen the horror stories with the RNG with the Datacron material and the rolls and stuff, it's it's just it's it's not good. I can't and yeah. con- I don't do it. And and you know and I've could, you know, so yeah, packs like this, uh, if if, let's say you need something, you want for a role, maybe get one 999. But I mean, typically I'm just like, no, I'll just wait for what I get from TW and conquest and stuff. You know, I mean, I'm not playing that game Yeah, after, especially after the RNG I've gotten the last couple times with datacrons. It just really turned me off to, uh, trying to invest in datacrons. Now other people do, you know, I've mentioned them uh, that, that are, you know, part of, Watch my streams and stuff and we talk about it, but Clayton, the match dad, he gets this kind of shit all the time. But yeah, even then he, he tells me horror stories some on the roads, how many he had to make. It's like, good lord. Yeah. Not not in not in the wheelhouse for me. I'm gonna pass. Yep. All right. So we got um
0: the typical scam dough. I call him scam because his gear requirements are outrageous. <laughs> Thirty bucks, five Omicrons. I mean, that's up to you. It's if up you to you. Your, yeah, to... yeah, just yeah, it's the same as the other one. Um That, um, the Kursantin one of the old price of 20 bucks for 30 shards and 1,350 crystals. I might get that one. Yeah, it's worth it. Yeah, it is. Now, here's a pack that is very interesting. The upgraded Omicron material bundle.
2: 30 bucks. Wasn't this more pricey before or is this something that maybe what? I'm just thinking on a d- different path I feel like it was and now it's cheaper for thirty
0: dollars you get ten omicrons three zizz, some signal data and some relic material there's no relic material in this one bucks for ten omicrons i'm
2: I'm gonna put a smash on that oh it is. yeah there is I'm look at the wrong one uh, yeah um this is this is smash if you want to get it. I mean, especially if you are mid tier, maybe you can't get certain days with Omicrons and stuff. Maybe you're, you just need ten to finish off that one last Omicron. Yeah, and it's hard not to say it's good. I don't get it because I've got, you know, for Omicrons are pretty set. But I mean, looking to get a jump and you can afford it, yeah, twenty nine ninety nine. It's not bad. I, I I think ten Omicrons man that for thirty bucks it's not bad. It's not That's bad at all. I, I don't I don't
0: I don't and three Zetas. A little bit of signal data, some other mod material. I don't, I don't, uh, that's, yeah, I'd smash that. Now, here's a very interesting one. Data cache currency pack for 550 crystals.
2: No, pass.
0: Oh, I've, I'm going to have to disagree. Go for it. I mean,
2: Five hundred and fifty crystals, I mean, again, we just talked about all the stuff with Datacrons. I mean, it ain't currency. I guarantee you in the long term, currency ain't going to be the problem. It's going to be the re-roll materials and other things of that nature. So. It, it
0: is the re-roll material, but with currency only being allow with currency only being obtainable in sector one, um I've found this pack to be quite useful. And, I, I mean, maybe it's because I haven't gotten a shit roll. I've gotten it, and I've I've gotten about, on average, of the four times I've done it, I've gotten about $3 million per pull.
2: That's not bad. And especially yeah, with yeah, It depends. I mean, I'll pass on it, but, I mean, if you want to, if you need, maybe if you need, if you got the crystals and you need some cash, sure, go for it. But it's still a pass for me fair that's fair
0: um executor pursuit bundle 1999
2: gambling yeah it's tempting because um those ships in there and ship farming is just oh it's awful um the, the it does tempt me Frodo because I, I know for people it's hard for me to say pass when if you've done the hard node farm for ships and farm those motherfuckers then good lord those things are awful uh it takes forever um it might be worth it just for that because if you can cut down the time on any time of ship farm that kind of tempts me I'm gonna kind of say smash on this because if those weren't in there I, I, again, it is gambling, and I re- hate to say it, but if you get any of that stuff, that just makes your life that much easier. It for does, especially the you know, Thai bomber and shit. It's like, oh god, I'm just having flashbacks and PTSD of those those farms. I'm just like, no, Fred, I don't want to get the <laughs> Thai bomber. Yeah. Oh my god, that that hard node ship farm, especially for those kind of ships. Yeah, the, I might be tempted to get that yeah if you want to so i'll I'll give it a smash just because it does have some value in there um looking at it what's the let me look at this again when you get out of something you have to go right back in it's like uh eh. like the one this is uh the second one it's got that uh so you get a one of the well see this is it's a sixty percent chance to get those ships yeah it's it's
0: 10 it's to the, 20 it's, I, I don't like any of these it's it's that rng
2: yeah it's it's the thing that's just like yeah but if it's a 60 chance and you get 10 or 20 of those ships man that's a big chunk out of that daily grind you're going through
0: it, it can it can help a lot it really can it's just a question of do you get it
2: yeah knowing me i'd get the damn tie fighter pilot ones and be like well great great thanks thanks for not 10 <laughs> that would happen because the Illuminati would make sure I hit that kind of crap.
0: Yeah. Now, I'm going to scroll over, way over, to my... And it's actually here. I haven't bought it
3: yet. Yet. Yet.
0: But, folks, I want to hear what Ranger thinks, but this is my favorite pack in the game. Favorite. Whenever it comes up, I buy it without fail. Relic cargo package 999 Relic cargo package You get energy
2: oh yeah yeah yeah. that's that's a no-brainer yeah yeah like ranger come on that's smash that's that's a smash i always get that one too the energy the every hundred crystals but the the material in there the energy alone is worth it i mean anytime you get that or there's a 1991 too which one is that the the other one that comes out that's got like the canteen energy yeah those are always smashes for me yeah those are no-brainers for me
0: yeah the uh the folks the relic cargo package if you spend that is the best one of one of uh, other than you know the Conquest Pass. That is the best nine ninety nine you'll ever spend in this game. Yeah,
2: that's good value. The nineteen ninety nine one two is really good too. So those are two packs that yeah you're not going to get an argument from me. Now um, let's see. Um The other ones are pretty straightforward. I mean they're all the other nineteen ninety nine or yeah. I mean there's a yeah, bunch of them in there and. Relic cargo completion pack for 1600 crystals.
0: Gambling energy, no
2: pass. Special gear pack, gambling. It's not bad though. I mean, you're getting 25 for 690. Considering what um, these are actually pretty decent, even with the gamble 25 and 25. If you think about how much crystals those actually cost to get, it's not a bad value um i know it's gambling and i and i affiliate on that but i think the special gear ones are not bad to get if you especially if you're in for uh chiro um because those normally go for uh what 1400 for it's what uh especially if you get the 50 out of it then you've really made your money back on it. if you get the 25 that you're even um uh, but if you get the 50 on it then you've you're no you're yeah yeah techs are one of those things where they're so hard to get. So those packs, I'm okay. To, I'm okay with, and I think you can get two. One purchase, one limit. Yeah. So twenty-five out of fifty. Yeah, that those aren't those aren't too shabby. All right. Well, Kane, we are
0: now going to go into our last segment of the show. Uh, bring us up to podcast questions because I know there's a couple questions for. Uh, directed to ranger and some questions to all of us and we've got quite a few so this could take a minute so in order that we don't you know exceed the three hour a three hour limit and our significant others don't shoot us let's get on with that
1: <laughs> can do uh <clears throat> the the first question comes from Bodie. can't think enough uh been with us since the beginning his questions oh, for okay. ranger it's not a lot do you think the beta test will come back at some point, or has the leak permanently killed it?
2: Oh, that was for you, Ranger. Oh, I know it was. Um, I don't know. Uh, it's It's been there, then gone away because of the leak. And then it's come back, and now it's disappeared again. I, I don't know. I mean... <sighs> you were pissed about that. I, oh, I was... Serious. I remember that episode. You literally went out and was like, dude, I want to... Like, well, I, I I was, I, if I could have found the person, I would have kicked the crap out of them. I mean, someone got mad at me because I said that. I'm like, no, man, I don't, you know, I, I don't tolerate that kind of crap. Whether you, you know, some people brought other points to me and stuff like you, you, you're doing violence and, you know, it, you know, this is something that, that affected not just this person, but a whole bunch of people, you know, however you feel about something. If you, my thing is you mm-hmm. gave your word. You know, and this was a huge impact on not just this person, but the community and the other beta programmers that are, you know, beta test program uh, people that were doing their busting their ass for free doing this stuff and testing this stuff, not leaking, right? You had a problem with something in the game, okay? You didn't try to go through normal channels. I mean, great, but at the end of the day, the way I always looked at the beta program is, I'm the advisor. I test this stuff out, and then I'm going to advise, you know, CG when I did it, like what I thought, and gave my un, you know, unvulnered opinion. The end of the day, whatever they decide to do, hey, that's on them. I, I, I did my part. You know, if they want to run with something, hey, you you deal with the, the the pros and cons of that. So the way I always looked at it, so when this person leaked, you know. It just was like you accomplished nothing. You accomplished absolutely nothing. You pissed off the community. You you killed the beta program. You fucked its communication with CG. Now they're really to the vest on everything, you know. Um, so still dealing with crons. Yeah. You know, so I mean, so at the end of the day, it's. I, I, I don't know. Your guess is as good as mine as it ever comes back. We'll come back one day. There's a possibility. I don't see any time in the near future a beta program coming back. Um, I talked to a lot of people at CG. There's just not a. It's not worth it to them. You know, it's like you do get value out of it, but one leak, you know, and it's destroyed. You know, because you know the people high at CG that you know the bigwigs there. They just have no tolerance for that, you know, so I mean, I, but to have an effective program, you need as many people that you tr- that you think you can trust, you know, um, testing that stuff because the more eyes have you have on it, the better. But the problem is the more large the group and the more chances of something like that happening. So it's like, like a if you do Dan, if you don't. So I don't know. And maybe one day it'll come back. I'd like to see it come back, but um, I don't have hopes for it right now.
0: Fair enough. I I remember when that happened. Um, that was big news. I know. Um. um Arnold had put a video
2: on it, and it spread
0: like wild. Oh, everybody
2: did, man. I mean, it was it was out there, and um, I I got I had messages before it even happened. I was like, I wasn't really paying attention. I was I was tired of the day I had something going on, and I missed my messages. I wasn't I didn't even have my phone. I was doing something um and i started getting i came back and i looked and i'm like what the f- what the fuck is going on here and then i started looking like oh my god you got to be kidding me yeah it, came. it was directly from the beta program this was like I any. Mean, this was unlike any other leak there'd been leaks before where someone had said something and released some information you can kind of get around that a little bit but it had caused some consternation this was direct shit and i was like get the fuck out of here man really Wow!
0: Yeah, Ken, you weren't even playing the game yet, and somebody from CG leaked. It was it from CG or or somebody. It was leaked. someone from the beta program that leaked. Yeah, CG from the beta program had leaked. What, like the? I don't even know what you call it, but it like, was
2: a Datacron material, I believe. Right? It was. It was the. It, it was a data material.
0: Early stages, you know. Of- yeah, there there it is. I was trying to find the right words. The um the early stages of what data would be, and it, it it hit the community like a shitstorm. And Ranger and a few other people were part of their testing. And that leak hit and then CG terminated the, the the beta testing just terminated it like it was that well,
1: instantly. I mean, they, like, I mean they, they had, had to.
0: It, so they killed it. Yeah,
1: I mean, it's, it's you got to look at it from from like the beta testing perspective. I mean, they had to. They didn't have a choice. They had to kill no. the beta test program because of that leak.
2: Yeah, and you just you don't know who it is until you find out who it is. But even then, it's just that that try. It's that relationship. I take that stuff seriously. You know, I mean, uh, no, you were livid. I remember that video, Ranger.
0: You were like, I remember you saying, "I want to beat the shit." <laughs> of I do. I
2: still do because I just think you're a punk, man. You're a punk, and you, know? you and you have up, every right. Punk, you know,
1: you, you have you have every right to. I mean, i've I've done yeah. I've done beta testing like over the last twelve to fifteen years, and a lot of them you do have to sign NDAs. And if one person yeah. broadcast that beta test, then you suffer the consequences for it. You'll never know who it is. No, None of the beta testers are going to step forward. It it oh, ruins no, no, it no. ruins the whole process for everybody that looked forward to doing something on a game that they, you know, had high expectations
2: for. Yeah, it's, it's just, and I know, I didn't know who they really were, but, you know, we had call signs in there for anonymity and stuff, and... I knew a couple of who someone was, but other than that, I mean, most I didn't know who they really were. But I mean, they really bust their ass. They were really trying to improve the game, you know. I mean, as best we could, you know, it was something. We were at least making the attempt and having that communication with CG and having the, the, those, you know, just that interaction. I thought was important, building trust and you know working together. And then it was gone instantly. So, yeah. All right,
1: let's move on to another question because I'm. Yeah, gonna... what else we got, Kane? So, uh, long time listener and probably your favorite, uh, Jar Jar McGoats. Oh no no yeah, I skip I skip Schwartz. We had, we, had liquid, we had liquid Schwartz.
0: Yeah yeah I, I skipped Schwartz.
1: Uh, sorry about that Schwartz. Uh, we actually we actually covered this a little bit ago whenever we were talking about the new TB. Uh, what GP level do you think a guild will need to be to compete in it? And, you know, Ranger, earlier you said that you're you're thinking like around 300 mil.
2: 350 mil. Yeah, 300 to 350 mil. I mean, it might be like, I can't remember if there was a, a TB, you had to be a certain kill. I don't think you were. Was light side you had to be a certain amount of GP to get into it? No, I don't think so. It's just the fights. It could be one of those things where some of the fights have a GP cap on it, but it might. I'm not, I mean, it would be... Just ingenuous of me to say that, that that's not a possibility. Um, there could be relegate on it. We don't know yet, so we'll have to wait and see. Um, there's just so much we don't know yet. Like, there, the, the, until we get closer to the TV, we can find out for sure, but we'll see. I said my, my viewpoint on it is, you know, I hope not, so that people... If they wanna have a certain GP just so you have something to go in there and not just get raffle stomped so people don't get upset, like, man, we went in there and got nothing. Well, okay. If you have a certain GP level, that kind of prevents that. I can accept that. But if it's something crazy like 350 or 400, like you just knocked out most of the community, they can't even get a taste, man. <laughs> it's like what the <laughs> hell? Um
1: Jar Jar McGoats, Goats, he says, Do you see Reva uh, Do you see Reva changing players' outlook on the Inquisitors? Could she be the one piece that they're missing or will she be like Cam where not all the game, not all that game changing?
2: Now, hold on. Hold on. I got to first take it. Cam is sick. Yeah, I have an issue. Cam is sick. Cam
0: is not. Oh, my God. Cam is game changing. I'm sorry. That
2: that is a gross character. Good Relic Cam. Cam is dirty. He will, especially under JML, that oh, dude will wow. one-shot people. You'll see yeah. it, man. If you go back and watch some of GC yeah. like, you melt, you melt, you melt. You know, especially if you monitor offense and you get him to, like, Relic 7 or Relic like 8, dude is, like, straight-up nasty. I mean, that armor shred yeah. is double-tap basic, especially with the damage. And if you have under JML, he gets all those bonuses stuff. Plus, he's giving bonuses. That team just ghosting. I mean, you just look at Ray, like <laughs> stupid Ray died. And then you,
0: know? you look at his unique where he, uh, he gives what, uh, how much more speed to,
2: Oh, he gets all kinds of bonuses and oh stuff. He's God. so he's good, dirty. man. He, he's a, he is dirt straight dirty. So the now, ret- on regards to Reva, we don't know yet. So the problem with the inquisitor team, it's, it's okay. I mean, I have it. I've got the grand inquisitor. It's the, you know, in certain situations, it's okay. um, What I mean, talk with Clayton, you know the guy that hosts stuff stuff with me on Wednesdays and and Fridays, um, and other stuff. I mean, we we're hoping that she's that one piece that that real. The problem with the Inquisitors, they just don't have that heavy hitter. They don't, and that's the thing that's missing on it. It's got a lot of good control and other things, but it just doesn't have that oomph. It just doesn't have that that one person that just you know you're terrified of. But they've got. He buffs like a motherfucker. Yeah, but there's even they just don't take advantage of them even with the buffs that they add because in when they first came out were really bad. Then they buffed them and added some mechanics and it made them a little bit better. They can do some good work against certain teams, but that's requiring a ton of modding and relics and things of that nature. So we'll see. I'm hopeful that Riva is that piece that, you know, that they bring in that just makes that team smack above its belt because we're talking about a legendary character you know i mean you look at star killer star killer's a bloody monster in gac um i mean great inquisitor with his tw omicrons can do really good work but you're not going to invest three goddamn and the other tw omicrons that are associated with that team it needs a gac omicron she definitely needs that and she's got to be like just like she's got to smack she's got to be like a camp we just talked about can i mean she's got to be at that level where she is that offensive powerhouse you call an assist and she the mouth mouth. And, yes just beats that ass man so i'm hoping that's the case if not then the inquisitors will just be situational you know there's be one of those teams where you have to have it it's for certain things and galactic challenges and the assault battles and stuff like that and you don't really think pay them any heed
0: now now that you've said that ranger here here's a quick and, and I'm glad Jar Jar mentioned that because it's a, it's a bit of a question and I'm being selfish for a minute. It's a bit of a question about my account. So Mm -hmm. I want to go for Java, but I feel like Java and the Omicron's for the characters. I feel like Java is being more pushed for territory battles. And I feel like I don't know, I'm not feeling like Jabba is gonna be this disgusting force in GAC that people may be thinking. Now, while I'm going for Java, I don't have Grand Inquisitor. I'm not far off. If I put my effort towards it, I I, I could go after him and I could get it. Now that Riva's been announced wait and see now, man should i continue the course of putting all efforts towards swolo then finish my inquisitors then go for Jabba, or finish swolo go for Jabba, then inquisitors
2: um that's what i'm doing i'm going to go for swallow he's priority omicron's everything because we know how disgusting he is that's, that's what, what I'm, I'm thinking. i think swolo yeah, swolo be- and then Jabba, and then you know, get him up and running. He's still a GL. We'll have to look at his kit, but I mean, he's still going to be a goddamn GL. I mean, GLs, regardless, or even Lord Vader, especially on all, you know, they have some have their pluses and minuses, some are just ridiculous, but at the end of the day, it's still GL. Um, and I, my, that's my plan. Swallow and the Jabba, you know, would, is my play. I already have Grand Inquisitor, but I would wait to see what Riva is first. Let's wait till you get to TB, and then maybe you can finish off the Inquisitors. Um, but I think Swallow, we know what he's going to be. He's going to be just dirty. Yeah, he's he's dirty. His special damage at whatever Relic it was, I can't remember, I think Relic 9 he's like relic 15,300 something it's like, oh my god that's that's without without any mods. mods. Without mods and his abilities with Ray I mean, he's going to, oh, he's going to be gross, so yeah, Swallow Carlo runs pretty cool who the
0: fuck was that?
2: That no, was me. Oh, <laughs> you know, Ben Swallow. I have a 12 pack. Who the fuck is that? That's, that's me. I'm doing that's a voice, Ranger. man. You know, I do voices all the time, man. Where the strings you've been watching, bro? I do. People request me to do voices all the time. So, Kane, go ahead. Give Jar Jar.
0: <laughs> you ought not have done that to him. He did a boy. <laughs>
2: I didn't do Kermit or somebody.
1: <laughs> you got no gas in
2: it. <laughs> oh, God. Sorry. That's just like, what do you mean? It's me. was <laughs> just me doing the voice. Oh, God.
1: <laughs> I, was, I was sitting there watching you do it, and then he said, who the fuck is that?
0: <laughs> well, I'm looking at the screen because I'm trying to digest this next comment from Joe Baron Coates. <laughs> oh, God.
1: His next next question, his next portion of this question is actually pretty good. It's it's how much guild direction is going to be needed for this new TB. Could this actually hurt guilds where players, you know, already don't want to spend extra time on micromanaging?
2: Uh, I don't think it would be any different than any other TB. I mean... The initial run of TVs, this one might be a little bit more involved, but I mean, there's always that initial micromanaging because you just don't know what the hell you're getting yourself into. You're kind of, you know, it's like a new, new, new toy. You're going to play around with it a little bit more than, you know, like Lightside TV now, it's like clockwork for us now. You know, we just know the teams and stuff and we just go in, we do the fights and, and you know, the dark side's the same way. And when you reach a certain threshold, you're just like, you have beaten it, you got the stars, you just go in there. Do your battles, call it a day. It's not really done of This this. Initially, it will be. I don't think in that regard it'll be anything where we haven't seen it before in the game. Um, the thing that's going to be different, though, what I think will affect guilds more than the actual the the thing itself. Because there'll be some testing doing different teams with people like that. So I don't think that'll be necessarily a bad thing. But it's going to be that GP where it's like, hmm... Wait a minute. <laughs> we can't even get in here, or uh, you know um, how difficult it is. So um, that'll have an effect on guilds if it's a GP requirement, where people will move. That's always been a thing that's happened in the past, where you know certain players will want to get their hands on it because we don't know what the rewards are going to be. So that could have an impact on guilds more than I think the. The actual work of clearing it and that kind of stuff. You pretty much have a decent idea. You may have to play around with some teams and things of that nature. Uh, and we still there's a lot we don't know. But the uh, if there's any kind of requirements or things of that nature, it, it you know especially for their special missions that could have an impact on some guilds where people will move up and down.
0: I think it'll 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 impact guilds at first because we we don't know what we're getting into. Um, Guild officers or guild leaders Are going to be like Oh shit we gotta do Put this here and this there But until this is figured out It'll be hard at first It'll get easier as time goes on It always does
1: And then the uh, Go
0: ahead Kane The last
2: fucking question The last
1: part part of his question Will we see Jar Jar introduced next
2: year? Uh no uh, I've already had a conversation with Crum on the stream where I interviewed him. We talked about this. Don't anytime it's not zero chance, but don't any, anytime soon they any kind of jar jar or porkins in the game. So, you know, it's not it's not uh mathematically it's still possible, but it's as close to zero as you can get it. So- Thank you. Since so from now
0: on, you fucking listeners that want to torment me. With this Jar Jar Binks bullshit, this accident-prone Gungan motherfucker that want to throw in my face this ass clown of a character that never should have been introduced because George Lucas got soft because he had grandchildren and decided to put Ewoks in the universe, decided to introduce Gungans. So for all of you fucktards that want to say to me, introduce Jar Jar, you people are done. You just heard it from the lion's mouth. Done. No more. Leave me the fuck alone about Jar Jar. I'm over it. He's done. You're not getting Jar Jar. I'm not getting Seagull. Stop it now, Yoda. Done. Leave it alone. Never
2: mentioned. Let Damn, it I, thought I, I, I thought I was uh, against Jar Jar. Not
1: no. That rant, man. no, I'm, I'm hell done. no.
2: Never again will I hear <laughs> this
0: high flying, holy horseshit nonsense about jar jar, useless, accident prone, fucktard banks. I'm done. Thank you for that, Ranger. You have just made so, my evening.
2: I'm so, uh, our- Crumb said it, not me. I'm just reiterating the point.
1: <laughs> Where is it? So, when you talk to Crumb, and I, this is one of the moments I'm, I'm going to actually be selfish. We know that there's going to be a new character that drops around springtime.
0: Not fucking Jar Jar.
1: Clearly, clearly not Jar Jar. Because
2: there's a lot of characters way more on the list of things that will come into this game before. I think those kind of characters, I mean, we're still waiting for Hondo, Red 5. And if you go through the entire lore of Star Wars, there's so much more that they could do and bring into this game. I mean, they could do Darth Bane and Zana. They could do the Celestials and bring in Avaloth. And, I mean, and they, see there's that, so many different routes that they could go in this game. Jar Jar, ain't, it, 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 there ain't going to be no uh, springtime Jar Jar coming into this. You never know. Again, it's not at zero. That was Chrome's word. So it's still a possibility, but it's as close to zero, but not being zero as possible.
1: So that that's, that's, what, that's what brings me to mind that's what brings me to my question because because we know that they're going to wind up dropping one sometime in the spring with the new release of jedi uh jedi fallen order or the sequel to it survivor are we going to see do you think we'll see cal Kestis?
2: Yeah, I think he's on the board because they're even talking about doing a, a television show with uh, that character and stuff. Um, especially after the next game comes out, for sure. Oh yes, I think they're gonna. F- I think the focus initially, they might bring him in for Christmas, or they might wait till spring. One of those two. I wouldn't be surprised to see Calcasus at all, and some of the characters involved with those games and stuff like that. That would not shock me in the slightest um the other one but i mean we've got the 40th anniversary of return of the jedi so there's still more characters and stuff that they're going to probably introduce with that um but we could i wouldn't shock me in the slightest I, I give that a much higher chance by a significant uh factors of two than jar jar
1: so my goats there's your uh there's your jar jar rant that you were looking for <laughs>
2: oh, no oh General Jar Jar, using the boomba. Misa don't have a boomba. Misa, <laughs> go fuck your boomba. So uh
1: Paul pull in. Paul from oh,
2: from, pull the, from oh. the from the oh. escape pod. I know, I know that I know that feller. <laughs> yeah.
1: Paul oh, from the escape pod. He asked uh where's Hondo?
2: It's long overdue, man. Well, so is Red Five and a bunch of other stuff. So they're gonna introduce it when it comes, when they're ready to introduce it. So I mean It's long overdue though. I, I do believe we that. We said this though, if you've been playing the game as long as hell, we said this for a long time. Well, we we only had Farm Boy Luke and then it took forever to get CLS, and then when we got CLS, you know, we were talking about the next level of Luke. Then we got Jedi Luke. So there's been certain characters we're just like, How come we don't have this? Or how come we don't have that? And then slowly over time, I mean there's been some characters, I mean I never in a million years, ever in this game, that's why just like anything's open now. Uh, Starkiller, Mary J, these are all Legends characters. These are not canon characters. No, you know? no, 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 See no. them in the game is just amazing, you it know? Is. And, um, you know, just, you know, M- Malgus, are you kidding me? I mean, get the hell out of here. I mean, that's Old Republic, and I'm loving to see that CG is working with them to pull those characters because we still got. Still, still, Satil Sean from that era. There's Darth Marr. There's the Eternal Thrones. I mean, you got Arkan and Thexin, the father, or his Darth mother. Bane. Well, Darth Bane's much later, but not from the Old Republic line. But uh, yeah, I mean, he's a character, his own series with. You know the Brotherhood. There's some characters that they can bring with Darth Bane and Zana, and you know you've got the Jedi with Lord Hoth from that era. So there's a lot of characters and directions they can go. Oh, yeah. and if we go if we go deep into canon, we could can bring the Vong in the game, the Lucian Vong, and let's go, baby, because those are some of my favorite villains ever in Star Wars history, and, and the books.
1: Now this this next this next question actually intrigues me. Uh, yeah, no,
2: it
0: is. I I love this next question a lot.
1: P- Pico burrito said i'm going i'm going to go a different direction what do you see as the role of content creators in relation to the larger swigo community
2: um one part of its entertainment right yeah it's it's entertainment i mean when you're streaming it's 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 a form of entertainment something that people i mean let's be real i mean whether it's twitch youtube it doesn't really matter everybody has their own stick or you know things that they're passionate about different subjects i mean you can go from lord of the rings to marbles you know it doesn't really matter everybody does videos and streaming so it's it's entertainment for sure i think the other role for content creators is just to be opinionated you know and to give their unvarnished opinion you know i mean um i i've always been in the mindset of i'm going to tell you what i think you should what i what you need to hear not what you want to hear you know uh, it doesn't mean i'm always right but that's part of my shtick you know i mean it's just um and i try to be fair about it with cg what's and and, because i know cg listens to them i know they watch and and they they consume all that crap um so when they're doing good, I want to make sure that they know that I, I agree and I like what they're doing. And when they're wrong, I am going to give them a thrashing because I think they they need to hear that. You know, it may be tough, and I might be dropping f bombs all over the place, but I want to be unfiltered on that because you know that's the only way a content creator gets through. I think the other thing is to be for your fans to be you know entertaining and fun, and because people come to watch you because they watch your videos and stuff because they want to be a part of something. They want to be part of a community. I always take that very seriously, the Suego community. Um You can have disagreements. I'm, I'm very much a fan of constructive conflicts. I mean, I don't always uh, disagree with people all the time, but um, I can respect their opinions and stuff. And it's just a way to vent or, and do something fun and enjoy and do stuff and, you know, play the game. So I think content creators are those facilitators to the game, you know, to show off things and, you know, show their account and interact with people and, and, connect you know and connect with their fan bases and people that are watching them and you know have that same thing where passion first are star wars into the game because star wars is bigger than any game or any book or any movie it's just the whole idea of star wars and it's like that for a lot of fan bases you can go to warhammer 40k you can go lord of the rings you can go down the line people there's the group of people that the overall arching thing is important, and the stuff behind it is what they get there. You know, they like to talk about and stuff. So, yeah, I think that's what content creators should be doing, and I hope they are doing. And for the most part, the the content creators in swago, I mean, they're just they they all have their own little piece of the pie, the way they do things. You know, you watch them for different reasons, but mainly because you just find them entertaining and you connect with them, and that's the most important thing. And Keep them informed, give their opinions, you know, hope everybody's using critical thinking and not just having that influence and make up your own damn mind, but that's fine.
0: You know, and I, I feel like that's what what we try to do. I mean, all kidding aside, yeah, I went on my Jar Jar rant, but apparently that's what my listeners like to hear. Yeah. I go off on these ridiculous tangents, and, I mean, I, we've gotten <laughs> – this is why it keeps getting brought up, because our listeners go – oh, Georgia, oh, Georgia, hey, old man.
2: Yeah, they do that to me, too. Yeah, yeah. for me, it's uh, Ewoks and and, uh, the the Turtle Twins. I get that all the time. For me, I think the
0: role, and, you know, to piggyback on what you said, I think the role of content creators is, again, to entertain, to throw our own version of humor (coughs) and, you know, to keep you informed about what CG is doing and what's going on in the game, but to add, you know, like Kane and I try to add our own spin. Like, Kane's mid game, I'm end game. And we try to add that spin of, hey, Kane, what do you got for the mid game players? And, you know, what could I possibly say to an end game player? Which isn't much because I'm not the greatest at GAC, but I do my best. But, you know, it's just a it's a good combination and really it's and i've said this before kane and i aren't making any money off this we're we're having fun and it's been outstanding to meet people like you ranger and to meet you know paul and nev and solo and ap games and Gritden and have all these different people on the show and it's it's been a privilege it's it really is. It's a privilege to do this. It's a privilege to have the listeners that we have, even you Jar Jar Magoats that want to torment me with your Jar Jar <laughs> bullshit. But there it is. All right, Kane, what else we got?
1: So uh, Darth Big Dog said, what do you do to keep from burning out on the game?
2: Um, Good question. It just depends. You're going to get burnout. out. I mean, I've played so many games in my life that, you know, it, they've just reached their course. I haven't reached it with this so much yet. Um, I don't know. I, I kinda, it, it, You have to compartmentalize. Like, there's certain things that I do in the game that I don't enjoy doing, but I just do it anyway because it's, it's like mods. I don't like mods. Are you kidding me? Mods are repetitive and they're boring, but, you know, it leads to me being able to do with working hard on mods to do the other stuff that I do enjoy more um it's just a mentality but i always say that if you're gonna reach a point everybody does there'll be a point that you know maybe the one day that this game will just be like nah you know i'll just move on i've done it with other games it's you know this is nothing special i mean i've played mmorpg games and stuff that i've spent years playing and stuff you just you just reach that one day i remember in the old republic i was playing that one. i played that game religiously but i right. reached a point. I had worked on everything. I had uh, on the Line Side and Dark Side I'd done all the on the storylines and I, we've done all the raids and there's nothing left for me in PvP. Um we have done it so much that I just I remember logging in one day and I was like, Yeah, I'm done. There's not much more for me to do here, you know. I mean, yeah, new content, but I wanna see if there's anything else out there, you know. And so I mean with Swaggle, the interesting thing is that, you know, the characters and stuff that they bring in kind of keeps me engaged that way, just to see the direction of the game. I kind of try to think in long term. But I, I understand the burnout. It's a real thing. There's a lot of people that it's not even just, it's some, a lot of it's burnout. They were already not satisfied. And then certain things like either back in the day, relics or now Datacrons, it's just, it's a bridge too far, you know, and they're just like, they were not satisfied already. So, um, there's a lot of repetitive stuff in this game, but you know, it's a collect, it's a, it's a character collection game at the end of the day. It's a mod, res, it's a, it's a resource management game. Um, so you take the fun out of it. You get, for me, the, the fun is still the community. It's my guild. It's the people that I play with, you know, just shooting the shit. It's a, it's a, it's, it facilitates other things. I enjoy interactions with people. So, um, you know, you, you find other things that are just associated with the game outside the game that maybe keep you engaged in the game. You play the game because, yeah, the game's fun, but you know, you've done this, you've done Conquest a million times, like, okay, more Conquest, we. you know, um, but you do it just to have fun with everybody and talk about stuff and other things. So, but uh, it can happen. And if it does, you got to make that decision do I keep playing or not?
0: I At least for me, I, I think one thing is uh, to like, I find that question to be incredibly fascinating burnout. Um, I get up in the morning and I do most of my dailies. And it's gotten to the point where it's become so routine of, well, I get up, I look at what energy I have. I I already know from the day before and the day before what I'm farming. So I do it. And there's... there's been a couple of times in the afternoon where I have to look at my game and go, "Oh shit, did I did I spend my did I spend my energy? Did I do it? Oh yeah, I did that." And it's like the mundane shit that you have to do in this game becomes so routine that you just do it and then it's like you don't even remember that you did it. Like it's like it's just done. Like you did it. Now, conquest things that take extra time that can cause some burnout. Yes. But I mean, and, and Ranger, I'm, I'm sure you know this and you've been playing this game as long as we have the, the dailies doing your challenges, doing the regular shit. It, it gets to the point where you don't even remember if you did it because it's so routine. Like, yep, I did it. It's done. And then you're like, Oh shit. Did I do that? Like, you don't. It, I don't know. It's, that, that's how it is for me like it's just it's so routine and we've been playing it so long that you do it so quickly now because it's just muscle memory like oh yep do this do that farming this farming that it's the things that i still work on from burnout is like yeah i want ben swolo but i'm dealing with burnout I don't know. I don't know if Malgus killed it, but like I already got the red box, but getting gold box, like I need to hustle. I'm at the point where I need to start moving. I need to start doing more conquest because I'm burned the fuck out. Cause I spend so much energy on treasure nodes for datacrons that I forget. Oh shit. Wait a minute. There's a character at the end of this. So yeah, this has become a very, time intensive game but i don't know there's just certain things that become routine and i don't know to stop from burnout it's just it's it's how mo i don't know i guess it comes down to how motivated are you like how much do you want to progress it's i mean as this game goes on it becomes more and more time intensive Uh, I don't know it, if that made any sense, but there it is.
1: Oh no, it 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 does. It it and I can tell you firsthand, just from you know playing for like two months now. It when I first started, it, it went really really quick, and now I I find myself I find myself on the game just burning energy farming, and it's it went from maybe I don't know twenty. 20 minute intervals Maybe two Three times a day To where I'm at now Where Shit I'm spending about three and a half Four hours On this damn thing
0: Well I feel like It's one of those things Where If you have a plan And you know What you're farming Your dailies and shit That That's not time consuming Like you know What you're farming You know what you're going after You do your refreshes You grind it You get it done It's Conquest, GAC, all the other territory wars, territory battles. It's that extra shit that makes you go, oh, fuck, I got to do this? Like, honestly, in light side or dark side, like uh, dark side, for instance, I don't even engage until it's the last sector because we max star everything and they need my help in the last sector. That's when I play so I have like Three days To give zero fucks And then I go oh shit we're in the last sector Well for us to max out Dark side I need to now Play So you gotta get to that point Where you kinda Pick and choose what you can do And what you can get away with to give you More free time away from the Fucking game because let's be honest folks It's a game it shouldn't dominate Your life There's been a couple of times I've not been able to participate in GAC or other events because life goes on your significant other or your kids or whatever goes, Hey, we want to do this. And you go, well, I can't engage in this family function because I have a GAC. No, fuck that. You don't rearrange your family life over a fucking video game. So to answer your question, to stop you from burnout, live your life it's a game it's not the end-all be-all you don't get your payout for fleet that evening it's not the end of the fucking world you don't do well in GAC or you just happen to not be able to make it it's not the end of the fucking world but that's just my two cents
1: So, Darth, Darth Big Dogs, our next question. Uh, what teams do you see emerging in 3v3, three, three defense or offense? Uh,
2: yeah, Lord Vader and Dash, man. Look out. <laughs> it's straightforward. It's Lord Vader and Dash. Look out. Here they come, defense and offense. Lord Vader. That's it. That's that. There, there's your –
0: like, if you don't have those datacrons, then I don't know what to tell you that's that's what it is. Now, for those of you at that are at that point that don't have those datacrons, um I mean, Lord Vader by himself still has to be dealt with. You could put General Kenobi or uh yeah, General Master Kenobi on defense. He's got to be dealt with. He's going to have cat. I mean, it's it's not GAC hasn't changed. Datacrons has changed. Well, I mean, yeah, GAC has changed, but that's because of Datacron. Datacrons has changed everything. And it really, Darth Big Dog, it's, it, it depends on what your G, GP is, how many Datacrons you have, and how many Datacrons your opponent has. I mean,
1: so here's that's
2: really what it comes down to, Ranger. What do you think? No, well, it's what it's come down to. It's it's datacrons. I mean, if they don't have it and you don't have it, then it goes back just to what the counter is. I mean, which is always fun to try to use normal stuff against normal stuff, but yeah, datacrons. Yeah, <laughs> uh,
3: fucking
2: datacrons. Now, Kane
0: um, CS wins had a very interesting question. Yes,
1: yes. Uh, as a new player, which is more important slash better idea to farm for Jedi Knight Jedi Knight Rav- uh, Reven or Darth Reven? Now, I I have both of these, and I was farming them on my original account. After playing them, I would say if you're going to go for one of the two, go for Darth Reven. After playing both of them, that that would be my opinion.
2: Yeah, he's the stronger of the two. Um, he, is. he is. But I mean, to get Darth, you have to take well, your yeah, characters up to. Yeah, I mean, depends on what.
0: If you're like, if you're going after Jedi Master Luke, go for Jedi Knight Revan because he complements that team amazingly. If,
2: like Darth, well, really. The, really Complements Malgus. Well, mm, you're, you're you're forgetting about Malak. I mean, Malak is a big piece there. So the, yeah. the, the they're kind of interlinked, though. Um, who do you want to put the most gear on first, though? If you're going to go Jedi Revan, Darth Revan, then you should go for Malak because Malak is a huge piece for the Darth Revan team. It really is. Not so much in threes, but in five and everywhere else, it's a huge part of it. Malgus just makes the team that much better. But it was still a dope ass team before. Malagus came along. Malagus just made it a super team. Um, but then you're going to have to invest in Genite Revan for sure because you have to beat the the Malik event, right? So you can get him unlocked so you can start using your get to get him to seven stars. So you have to make some kind of investment in Genite Revan uh, to beat the Malik event. Um, and he's the tougher of the two. The Darth Revan side, you just go in there, build up his stacks, and then pff, That's none. It. You know? But the other one is about manipulation and when to control and when to hit and stuff. And um, I, it's one of some of my favorite events I ever did was the Malik event um, oh, So no, they're gonna be, there's going to be some links there with Janet Revan but I think the overall team if you look at it because Jedi Revan still he's more used um, you can still use his lead and still do some really good stuff with certain counters and things so a lot of times you see him on he's 50-50 sometimes he's in the leader depending on like see, you're doing an SLKR counter and stuff it, it, goes, it goes hit and miss with him. Um, Darth Revan even without Malgus, is still a dope ass team. It's really, really bloody good. So yeah, it's, I think you do what you need to for jenner Revan in those pieces to get Darth Revan, but focus your material. But you got to make that decision: are you gonna go for Malak? Because even at a five star, Malak still is really nice. Yeah. If
0: uh. And then he said, uh, "CLS or Jedi training Ray." Um, in my opinion, CLS.
2: Yeah, it's CLS. He's still oh. one of the top teams. That, CLS, Han, Chewie, yep. at uh, 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 pick your fifth. I mean, R2, C3PO, Old Ben, it don't really matter. That combination alone, I mean, in all game modes, is just absolutely nastiness. Um, G C top yep. team. TW still one of the top teams. Um, absolute banger team in Conquest. I mean, that's... gas and CLS are two teams that will... If you're struggling, in Conquest, get those two. You'll do much better. Especially if you have GLs. You just—I mean—they can do three, four battles easily. Yeah, GLs e- modded
0: right, modded right, and at a good speed. He's just—he's fucking filthy.
1: Oh no, he—he he is. He is. He is really, really good. That's—I've done most of my conquests with him. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Jar Jar had another question. He didn't bring him up this time. Uh, how, how are people How are people keeping sane with these conquests? Is there a trick I'm missing to getting above the 450 box without doing so many refreshes? Are the 100 refreshes required to get the red box?
2: Even with... For the red box, you have to do crystals. I yeah. mean, you have to. I mean, there's you have to do the 350s at least yeah. each day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's just a mentality. I mean, uh, you know, I'm ex-military. These guys are ex-military. We're just used to just getting there and grinding, you know, doing certain cool. things that are just, it's just our nature. But I look at it again. It's its like I'm doing this stuff, and there is some interesting things in Conquest. Some of the boss fights and stuff can be, you know, entertaining and stuff. The, the other fights are annoying more than anything. But, um, yeah, there's no way to get higher... Unless you're knocking out the feats and you're doing the refreshes. Because you're not knocking out the feats unless you're doing the refreshes. The energy does not come back fast enough for you to... You can only get to a certain level if you don't use any crystals for refreshes. You're only going to get to a certain point. Because it's just not enough energy to do enough with the feats and the zones. You might be able to clear it. But you're not going to be able to knock out a lot of the feats because even if and i do this when i'm doing conquest i do a lot of the feats as i'm going i have got a, you know the roster to do that but i'm still not not finishing them but you you got to i mean the red crate you only have what 35 banners you can you can kind of leave off the table there or something whatever yeah. it is yeah uh, so i mean you have to be you know i'm always knocking out the big feats i mean the big sectors you have to worry about the big feats you have to do Sector 5. You've got to get those 15s done. Um, and if not, then you've got to pick up the slack on Sector 3 and 4 uh, with the 10s. That's the only way you're going to overcome Gold, Crater higher. That, that, that's just a fact. And Every yeah, Conquest has not changed. The, the big formula that I've
0: told people that have asked me, how do you always get the Conquest character? Well, first of all, for three months, I buy the nine ninety nine pass, and yeah, That's for, a good one. For you free-to-play people, sorry, But that's, this is my method. I buy the $9.99 pass every month, three months. I get the gold box the first month, or no, the red box the first month. And then do gold, gold. And then you got it. Get that red box out of the way. And then for the other two months, you can kind of, that's why, like, the next two months you can just kind of coast.
2: Well the other the, the other method is you don't try to unlock it in three months. You gotta think six months. So if you're say can't you are say can you can not get to red crate, but you can get the gold crate. The nine ninety nine pack will help as well if you if you want to spend it. You don't have to, but you can then wait instead of three months, six months, because the character is still gonna be there in this next iteration of conquest. So instead of a three month unlock on Malgus or Swallow, you have to get in six. You know, especially if you're free to play. You just don't have the roster of the team to do that. Get the best crate you can because that stuff will, it'll equal up and then, you know, hopefully you unlock them. I mean, it is it is possible, right? I mean, um, you know, that's just the, the fastest way to do it. I mean, the character is going to be in the store. You're going to be picking up, if you can get through the sectors, at least you'll pick up 20. If you get the gold crate, that's 65. That's 85 every time. You know, it's 330 to unlock the character. So if you just do the math, you know, without even the 999 pack, you know, that's, you know first three that's 85 85 85 i mean you're almost there then it'll be less shards but you still pick up 20 i'll put you near right around 300 after six months you just have to have a couple uh, the lesser boxes but even four or five months you might have them unlocked if you've done it right so yeah just just understand what you can do what you can go for plan it out and if you can't get red crate don't worry about it just get the gold crate at least or the best box you can keep working on your roster build up to the next box and then just progress until you are able to knock it out in three months like we do yeah that's it
1: that is uh, right. that is all of our questions
2: Yay!
0: And that is it well folks it is 11 48 holy shit been a awesome episode um, Kane what do you got for our guests any final thoughts questions what do you got
1: well, uh, I have not been given the okay, but I'm I'm really excited to tell them. I just need you to give me the okay on it. What? Uh, about the episode that we had talked about. That involves our community.
0: Oh, go ahead.
1: So, uh, we, we've been... We we've actually been discussing discussing all of uh, all the people in the community that you know listen to us, watch us on YouTube. We want to do an episode where we bring you guys in. We want to find out more about y'all since y'all have, you know taken so much interest in us. We want to find out where y'all are at, what y'all are farming, you know things that uh things that are on your mind in the moment. It, it's it's not a done deal yet, but it's, it is coming soon.
2: Yeah, let me know. I mean, you guys know me. I'm a, I'm everywhere and all and all places, man. I mean, I'm always done It depends. As long as I don't have any conflicts and you guys give me enough time, and yeah, I mean, usually Monday night, Tuesday nights are good. Thursday nights are good. Um, those are the three days that I typically, you know, as long as I heads up, I leave those open for anybody that wants to do stuff with me. Because uh, I usually do streams of the day. Wednesday nights out. So Friday nights out and. I try to keep the weekends to myself because I'll go crazy <laughs> after Jedi Academy on Saturdays, man. I'm usually like, "Oh God, <laughs> I need a break." Especially Sundays, because Sundays, man, I have to have a I have to have that decompression because when you stream as much as I do, you, you do need that day to yourself, you know. Uh, I do it during the day. I mean, I work out and I, I look at other stuff, and I'm learning Mandarin right now, so you know, those are my little vices to not think about the game. But yeah, let me know. I'm down, absolutely.
1: Are you uh? Are you fluent yet? I mean, I know you say you're learning. Are you fluent with some? I
2: just started, man. I'm a month in, so I've got some of the basics down. I can count. I can do basic conversations. You know that kind of stuff. Those initial. It's a tough language, man. I mean, they do a lot of strange stuff that, when you think about English, you don't think about. They pronounce things not even close to the way that they are spelled. You have to learn how their pronunciation words and stuff, and then like um, French. It's yeah, it's not a romantic language either, where you can kind of pick up on some things with the verbiage. It's it's a. It, I picked one of the tougher languages to learn, but it's it's a fascinating language to learn. So I, I could do enough where I can introduce myself and ask some questions and things of that nature. But I'm nowhere even close to being able to have a full fledged conversation with someone without being like uh, I'm in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what you're saying.
1: A lot of uh, a lot of different dialects as well.
2: Yeah, there's uh there's uh Mandarin, there's Cantonese, there's I think what's a couple other ones that are and it's just based off the region and and the history of how things have developed there. So, but uh, Mandarin's the main one. So as long as you know Mandarin, you can speak to anybody there, but yeah. Um it's I'm just learning that. I'm not going to get into any <laughs> of the other dialects. It's just, let's just learn Mandarin. That's that was my goal. i I'm, I'm a month in, so you know, I'm I'm learning the basics of like how to say mom and dad and what is the basic you know pronouns and nouns and things of that nature and using them in sentences. You know, I mean, uh, it, it, and then you start getting to the com- the complicated stuff, which I'm not quite there with the complicated stuff. I've got enough, as I said, to start an initial conversation, ask some questions. You know, well, that's outstanding because most people in this country can't even speak English properly. What do you mean
0: we spoke good? We speak American here, boy, I'll tell you what. He's...
1: <laughs> that's, so, that's so fucked up.
0: <laughs> he got no gas in it. He said his name would jar jar. <laughs> Fucking joke. Just... No, I'm done. I had my rant. For all you listeners out there, you had your rant. Leave me alone. <laughs> oh, no. God. I don't know how many times. Can old man have another rant about Jar Jar, please? I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake! Do you not realize? Good, oh, sure.
2: good. Your hate has made you powerful. <laughs> oh my god!
0: Excuse me, Oh, go
2: fuck yourself.
1: Get out of here! No, get out of here,
2: yous. <laughs> uh, well,
1: I do. I do want to say. Right. I do want to say thank you, Ranger. Uh, it, it's of been course. a blast, man. We, we, we love. Just in a normal everyday setting, to be able to sit back and chill, chill with a vet. Uh,
0: oh fuck yeah!
1: There's there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff that you know you can relate to, and I I, I oh, wanted yeah. to show you my special T shirt, uh, and you're gonna love oh, no. this.
0: Off, off air before the show, we went through a bunch of military lingo. Oh god! You're
1: you're gonna you're gonna love this.
0: So damn much. <laughs> yeah I'm,
1: I'm not gay but 20 bucks is 20 bucks
2: ah <laughs> uh, god i may have heard that in the army <laughs> you should show that to ram bam
1: oh i i wore this i wore this specifically for this show <laughs> because he he said yeah man you know ranger's coming on he's a vet and i'm like i gotta wear the shirt <laughs> yeah.
2: Uh, the, the, all the crazy shit we used to do and say, and there's just a certain, you know, jargon and lingo that's, you know, when you're in the military that you just talk like, um, and then when you get out, you have to learn not to talk like that. Cause people don't know what the hell you were talking about.
0: Yeah. I, I still have that problem. I sometimes walk into places and people are like, why are you so crude? And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about?
1: <laughs> it's, it's called uh, short, simple, and to the point.
0: Yeah. But Ranger also from you know us two vets to you, we would love to thank you for your time. Thank of course, you. For, uh giving us your outstanding insight to the game and giving our listeners another outstanding insight to the game. We try our best to uh you know put out semi decent content. <laughs>
2: Yeah, we're working on it
0: you know Rome wasn't built in a day but for all you out there in the trenches of the hollow tables battling soon to be the set four of Datacrons that is Lord Vader all I have to say to you is good night and good luck and we're out of here